Hello and welcome to We Got a Podcast, a podcast about Dragon Ball from A to Z, from Earth to Namek to Sadala. We cover it all. My name is Randy. And I'm GT Doug. And I'm Don Ken. <laughs> we, yeah, that's a good one. We are the world's strongest under the heavens trio to dangers here every other week to talk your ear off about fights, goofs, and everything else in the Dragon Ball cosmos. Uh, Doug, how you doing, man? Hey, man, doing good. I uh, finally beat my first temple in Legend of Zelda. Took me a while. At, you did it. Has the game been out for like a month now? Um, but yes. By the well, time this comes out, like six yeah. days short. Yeah, 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 yeah. Probably. I like taking my time with these games because like, unlike you, Randy, who just bust through like 20 games a month. I got sorry. one game. I'm enjoying it at my pace. Don't be sorry. I'm just saying we have different play styles. And okay. so I'm just taking my time, exploring, breezing on, playing like a few hours a day, if if that. Um, yeah, there's no rush for me to beat it. I've got plenty of time, and I'm, I'm enjoying every minute of it. That's awesome. I'm glad that you're enjoying it on your own pace. Thank I, you. Granted, I didn't feel rushed, but I don't want anybody to feel rushed. No, that's just your lifestyle. I, so that's Everyone's like, I want to like play it and see everything now, where I'm just like, no, I'm, I'm in this beautiful open world. Let me just take my time and just do things on my own pace. So, yeah, it's Heck great. Yeah. It's been great. Ken, how about you, man? Uh, I beat Zelda, and I think I have put that game down for the the final time for a while see that's what oh. i don't want is that yeah. i don't want to like just beat it and then be done with it i want to well soak it in i got 100 hours plus out of it according to my switch and mm. uh you know i'm like 27 hearts level 88 defense like nothing can really touch me and you know i've lit up the entirety of the depths so uh, you can only be so badass so yeah it's, it's... I, I you know what what else do I feel like doing? I mean, we need to compare like our the like, hero's path or whatever it shows you, like what, where you walk. I want to see how <laughs> how bad weird. I'm going like east to west to west to east, and all to like a million times before I get to the temple. Oh yeah, but so that that game's done. Um, but I did finally, and I know I'm like months behind the rest of the world. I finally watched the Super Mario Brothers movie. Wow, yeah. and I thought it was very good. Yeah, I thought it was very okay, but yeah, yeah, I can see how you see very good. I'm weirdly in Doug's position. <laughs> I thought it was it was serviceable. Well, when I watch these movies, uh, you know, I try to think about like a, being a kid, right? Because when oh, I was yeah. a kid, I loved the Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo Mario movie, right? Like I built my entire personality around that movie <laughs> and being in love with Princess Daisy, okay? Yeah. So if I think yeah. about like a kid today watching this movie, I could see them building their entire personality out of Jack Black as Bowser or Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. I think the movie like didn't care about logic or anything <laughs> to a certain point. Like there's a <laughs> Which whole part is fine. where Peach is like, I'm going to go fight Bowser and Mario's like, I'm going to come with you. And then it's just kind of like, o okay, <laughs> sure. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's let's get this story going, kind of thing. But yeah. that's the thing is that after watching a movie, like that's that's fine for a movie. It's it's perfectly what it is. But after seeing, um, what is the the panda movie that it's like turning turning red? Turning mm. red is such a good kids movie with such a great story and execution of it all. Like that's just because it's a kids movie doesn't mean they can't have substance. Just like this movie does. Like turning red is just like the, I love that movie so much. Like just unabashedly and mario didn't have that kind of level of care into the story she's like okay we got story beat we got like not even story beats we, we just got like things of mario we need to get to and let's get to them check off check off check off and then yeah and yeah it felt like a checklist and i don't i don't want to 
marry myself to this idea, but I'm going to propose this here and then I'm going to follow up on it next time we record. Okay. I think if you remove the wedding stuff from Sonic 2, I think that's a better movie. (laughs) I haven't seen Sonic 2 yet. (laughs) So I would disagree purely because the sister getting married rocketed up my charts of favorite characters in that film. <laughs> well, I, but I I'm understand. Gonna, it would probably overall would I'm be gonna better. I'm going to rewatch that movie this next week. Also, Avatar and Avatar. I haven't seen Avatar 2 yet, which comes to Disney neither. Plus tomorrow, as of Ooh, we're recording this. Dude, these movies should have been seen in, the, in a huge theater no, screen. James Why do you Cameron's wait streaming? He can, whatever. He Ugh. is. I'm going to watch this on like my Engage, the... Doug, okay? <laughs> See, seeing the, the moments in, in Engage, seeing the moments in Mario when like they do the actual like gameplay style-esque like moments, that was, that was so cool to see, yeah. especially in a theater. Uh, so I'm going to rewatch Sonic 2, uh, and we'll talk about it on this Dragon Ball podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, I guess I guess we have more homework. I'll, I'll do that too then. Look, Sonic always turns Super Saiyan at some point or another. Took inspiration from Dragon Ball, so yeah, it's, it's, it makes sense. <laughs> so nobody's going to ask me, but I'm doing good. I've uh, <laughs> been playing... Good, I'm a, glad. Yeah, yeah, I've been playing a lot of Street Fighter VI, because uh, that came out last week and oh man what a game it's fun you're a fighter man i'm a fighter man um yeah, yeah, yeah. are you doing much with the world tournament stuff the world tour where it's like the story mode thing i just depends <laughs> on dragon ball mind you gotta forgive him <laughs> this That's is a true. dragon ball podcast randy okay come on yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, let it slide you gotta roll with it okay we talked about <laughs> mario for a hot minute so i'm sorry <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I've done some uh, world tour stuff with my uh, created character. Uh, it's fun. I'll get back into it. Like, there's just, it's introducing new mechanics very slowly, which is great for new players. I love that. But there's some mechanics that, like, now I'm used to because I've gone and I've played online. I've been doing some other arcade mode stuff. So when I come back to that, like, it hasn't unlocked yet. And I'm like, this is so frustrating because I go into a fight hitting buttons to do things. And I'm like, it's not doing it. I'm like, oh, it's because I haven't unlocked that yet. But does I, this game have different uh, mechanics than, than previous games? Like, I've heard it was, like, different button inputs that make it more user-friendly for a broader audience. Is that true? Well, there is the classic control mode, which is plays exactly like Street Fighter has before. So and they then have that option. Yep. Okay. And then modern controls, which instead of it being like a six button sort of thing, you're using your four face buttons. It plays a lot like fighters and that you just have a light attack, medium attack, heavy attack rather than like gotcha. three kicks and three punches. And because uh, for me as a, as a non fighter man, that seems more appealing to me. Than, and um, yeah, cause I'm not, I'm rubbish. I'm still rubbish at fighters Z anyway. So it's not like it would appeal to me <laughs> regardless, but yeah. I'm glad I'm not, it's nice. The option yeah, is there. They also have uh, auto combos like, fighters has where instead of having to hit like light punch forward medium like uh punch and then like heavy to do these things you can just hold the assist button and then just tap your medium attack and it'll do a medium uh, Hmm. attack combo for you and if you continue to hold it and like hit it again if you've got the meter then you'll also do a super follow-up to it which is i don't know that that feels like it takes away from it like the satisfaction is pulling off well nobody said you can't just do that. You can still just put in the buttons if you want. No, I know, but if the option, yeah, but I'm the, saying if so, the, then in that case, options aren't good is what I'm saying. I think it is good because fighting games should do everything they can to make sure new blood is in the scene. Yeah. And you get someone into that game because they go, oh, a fighting game with controls that I can understand, then they're going to be more likely to play it. And then, yep. hey, a small percentage of that are going to go like, okay, let me hit the competitive scene with this and get rocked by people who play six buttons. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're going to go, they're invested enough at that point to go like, okay, let me 
figure out how to play this. And and fighting games need that kind of thing because, you know, as you get older, you get worse at fighting games. Yeah. So you constantly <laughs> need to have young people coming in. And if you're not willing to reinvent yourself a little bit, at just a little bit by adding a new control mm-hmm. scheme, then you're going to get left behind. Yeah, I can see that. Can you, you you may be able to change my mind on movie six. I am trying <laughs> to tell you, dude. Ken's opening my eyes to everything. <laughs> but other than that, I, I went and saw Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse, which was incredible. And Ooh. I won't say anything spoiler wise, but like, no, I haven't seen man, it. So good. I didn't. I was like, how are they? They can't possibly top themselves from that first one. Psych. They can. Okay. So they did a good job. That's all I want. Yeah, to and then I'm, gonna, I'm hopefully seeing it in two days from now. So right. I'm excited to see that. And I'll then, watch it on my Game Boy. There you go. <laughs> Shut <laughs> up, Ken. <laughs> How God intended. Your PS Vita. But then, just so you know, this was initially made to be a two-parter. So they were working on part right. two and three at the same time. Part two or part three. It's. I mean, even that is a spoiler too that I didn't want to know. But I. Found I mean, out that was a earlier too. I don't know. Oh, I like. They announced spoiler it that to, way. To know they that did. a story continued. I mean, I don't keep up with announcements, so it was, it was just like, oh, okay. I didn't, I don't know. But part that's just me. Part three is supposed to be out uh, spring, so March, March, yeah. yeah, something like that. But anyway, same time as Final Fantasy VII remake. Hopefully, the, the supposed new to be rebirth. winter this year, like December. Nah, they 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 said quarter one, twenty twenty four, which means oh yeah, right. I was Did you know that Final Fantasy VII Rebirth is going to have a story and characters? And gameplay? And characters. <laughs> Which you is, saw that post. It was like, okay, I'm not. I'm reading this right. This saying nothing new. <laughs> saying nothing revolutionary. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth exists and is a video a game. Twitter post. <laughs> like, and you know what else exists? What Dragon Ball GT? You're right. <laughs> Grand Tours, baby. <laughs> so we had teased it last time where we talked about what our relationship with Dragon Ball GT was, and that we were going to be talking about the series uh, in little episode chunks. Talking about it here and there. So we want to welcome one and all to our Dragon Ball GT retrospective of auspiciosity, where we are going to talk about the whole show. And this first one, we're going to do the first five episodes. And uh, I don't know. Let's just dive in. Let's get our grand tour on. Yeah, I've got my my Dragon Ball GT set up, which consists of just one. What is it called, Ken? Xi Zenlong? Who, which which, which dragon is Okay, repeat after me. Yi? Yi. Xing. Xing. Yi Xing. Long. Yi Xing Long. Okay. I can yeah. do that. And then a, a tiny Goku for, for scale. Nice. he turns yeah. tiny. So it's not it's the right true. Goku, but it's it's a young Goku. And I left my bed unmade. And I felt that that is a professional way to do things. Hey. <laughs> we're in a chill environment yeah, I don't now. even have a bed. I sleep on the floor, <laughs> I, dude. You sleep with your figures. <laughs> in a special way. Uh, GT, though. First, when you guys first told me, like, this is going to be a thing said it was homework i was like dreading it i was like oh man but it's because i came off of um last time i saw gt i guess we should say when the last time we saw gt properly yeah, let's was, do a quick recap already. of that i haven't seen it since it came out on tv back in what the late 90s early 2000s mm-hmm. and yeah. it was dubbed in english so that that was that's my experience with that i last i first watched it with my handy dandy fan subs in the eighth grade and then i last rewatched it in 20 10 2011 when i picked up the green bricks so it's been a bit mm. what i first saw of it was on the funimation the first run of funimation single dvds uh, a little bit on toonami here and there and then uh i have never seen the series in full from start to finish but the last <laughs> time i tried to yeah. watch the series i think it was like 2017 or 2018 oh mm. a little more recently okay 
Yeah, I think I, I bought those single DVDs you're talking about too from Funimation that has the Ishian at the end of every single title. Um, yeah. I can't remember if I actually watched them or I just collected them. So it, it's it's time to rewatch it. Did you buy three copies of each of them so that way you'd have one and then one to sell and one to display? Did not have the mentality or funds at that time. <laughs> I got these for a deal, okay? It might not be a deal to buy three, but I bought them for a purpose. It's going to be part of a TikTok video that may never happen, but if I ever needed it to happen... <laughs> but the purpose! It'll, it'll happen. <laughs> it's there. So let's just jump into it. Uh, some basic, super basic background info. I'm not going to go into the the deep dive that I've done with movies and things because we're, we're going to cover five episodes here. The first five of Dragon Ball GT, which began airing... February 7th, 1996, and the entire uh, thing wrapped up in 1997, but the these first five uh, from February 7th to March 6th, 1996. And Randy, I, I hate to correct you, but we're going to watch, we're going to be covering six episodes because I did a little extracurricular homework. Wow, you cheater. This, I the, watched DBZ 291 oh. before going into G, DBGT1. Well, fun. Wow. Why don't you set us wow. up for that? Because it's been a hot minute since I watched 291 of Z. Yeah, so 291 begins with Goku and Oob having just begun the tournament, and they're going at it. And during the fight, Goku realizes that Oob is just not as trained as he needs to be to be able to unleash his true power. And so he decides that he is going to leave with Oob to go train him, and he leaves behind his granddaughter, who loves him very much mm-hmm. and uh, idolizes him. Uh, he leaves behind his children and, 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 and Vegeta. He leaves him behind, goes off to train with Oob. Uh, the 28th Tenkaichi Budokai is canceled. And, uh, oh, which I don't know if canceled? that's how it is in the manga, but in the anime, yeah, they do have a sign up that says something along the lines uh-huh. of like tournament canceled or something. And then everyone uh-huh. evacuates or leaves, <laughs> I guess. It's <laughs> like another and then, Piccolo disaster. <laughs> and then the remaining Z fighters who are there uh, kind of like fight each other. And so I never picked up on this before, what? but you know, there's that thing of Goten and Pan fighting, but yeah. the tournament seats are all empty. Huh. Oh. I don't remember this. Why don't I, I remember yeah, this? I never, I... I remember the Goten and Pan thing because I remember like Pan winning and yeah. Goten like being disappointed or whatever. Yeah, but... Trunks holding her up. Yeah, yeah I yeah. never noticed before that the tournament is canceled and people just what? leave. That's why huh. you go back and check that out. Only in anime, yeah. you're saying? Yeah, anime only. Because wow. we never see that aftermath in the in the That's manga. That's fun, but, I think. Because so still canceled. It though. is, yeah. I wa- now I don't know what the guidebook details are on that tournament. Yeah, so I don't, I don't know how that ended up. But uh, so I watched that, okay. and in the same sitting, I went from that to Dragon Ball GT one because I wanted to get as close to the <laughs> actual experience of watching this, which is as it was like Randy, like you said, February 7th, 1996 when this episode premiered mm-hmm. DBGT one, which was the week after DBZ wow. 291. And were you saying so that they went right into it? You said that there was a next episode preview of GT. Is that what you were saying last time yeah. we had the podcast? Yeah. Cool. With Dan Dan and everything. Mm-hmm. So, wow. and the Dragon Ball GT logo. So yeah, that is all in that next episode preview from Z. Um, and going, I think I made the right call. And I really think that having done so, I should have told you guys to do it. To oh, do it that way too. It was like I was just watching another episode of Dragon Ball Z. Uh, aside from obvious like musical changes, right. mm-hmm. the tone was still there going into yeah. that episode. That's what I first and picked I up on watching it. Because this is my first time watching it in Japanese. And it really yeah. just felt like immediately, I think because of what we have now, we have a plethora of Dragon Ball content to go through. This just felt like another, 
Because back back when watching GT when it first came out in America, that's all we had left. It was Z the movies, and then now this mm-hmm. thing GT that we put all our weight into. Like this is the next thing. But now that Super is out and the manga and fusions and all this other superheroes, all that kind of stuff is out. It just it, it every it, it it's there's like a bar of like everything is so subpar that this doesn't GT doesn't seem as bad anymore. It just seems also <laughs> subpar. And just it's and, it, and because it's like the old school look and tone, it feels great and it feels nostalgic and it, it just feels great. But like you said, the music is different, which we should talk about because I I sure. don't I'm not a fan of it. It's it's not it feels very Dragon Questy. So do you be- guys agree with that? I would agree with that. Yes. Before we jump into our thoughts about everything, I do want to read a synopsis of the episode and we'll talk about the episode and we'll move forward. With that is that cool? How many guys? years has it been from? Yes. How many years has it been from Z to this? Can you start off with that? It has been five. Yeah, five okay. years, okay. But this is never stated in the series. Gotcha. I believe it's just like, yeah, time has passed. It's, it's ancillary information only, and the Funimation, one of the Funimation DVD booklets says, or website or something, somewhere along the lines, Funimation said 10 years, which, boy, it sure does feel like maybe it was supposed to be. Right. <laughs> but yeah. that's not how it goes. Yeah, sorry, I just wanted to know that before you jump into your synopsis to, to which get an is idea. Fun. Which is fun, yeah. because our synopsis, taken from Kanzenshu.com, for The Mysterious Dragon Balls Appear, Goku Becomes a Child, starts with, It has been five years since Son Goku left the Tenkaichi oh. Badokai to train Oob as his new pupil. As Oob's training ends with Goku, Pilaf, Shu, and Mai secretly enter God's temple in order to steal a new set of Dragon Balls. This set of Dragon Balls, created by Kami before he expunged the evil within him, are much more powerful than those created later. After finding these Black Star Dragon Balls, Pilaf summons a red Shenlong. Goku interrupts Pilaf while he is in the process of making his wish, startling Pilaf into accidentally wishing that Goku become a small enough for him to beat. The Dragon Balls... sorry, the dragon grants his wish, turning Goku into a child. The Dragon Balls scatter, but instead of being spread throughout the world, they are scattered throughout the universe. In addition to this, the use of these balls comes with a dangerous consequence. If they are not gathered within one year's time, the planet that the wish was made on will explode! So, how did Pilaf find out about these ultimate dragons? That's what I was thinking, too. told him? My first thing here is that they, but as they're approaching the lookout, they're like, oh, you know, Goku's there, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Like, can you guys, like, scan, do you guys have a scouter? Like, how do you guys know where people are? <laughs> it's just, I, they I, don't, may have, I don't remember them saying that Goku's there, did they? No, they just picked up that there were strange readings coming from inside yeah, the temple. Yeah, yeah. And it's, I think it's yep. like strange, powerful readings. It's like, okay, so yeah. you guys have some sort of scouter technology. They do, yeah. yeah. If they can find the dragon, oh, I, I, don't, I don't, yeah, how do they know the Dragon Balls were there, that they exist? Like, what book of legend is out there that mentions this? <laughs> yeah. Who had that intel? Yeah. Because only, only Kaiosama is one that seems to know what's going on with them, really. Which he also just says for things like, I looked into it and I found out this. Doesn't say where he's getting oh, his information from. Yeah, I like yeah, rewound yeah. and I'm like, what what did he say? Word for word. <laughs> like, how does he know that the earth will explode? Who did he ask? Doesn't we don't know. He just knows. He looked into but it. But this is this is part of the thing though. Like watch rewatching this again, um, the charm overtook that me caring about how this all makes sense. It this felt very fun. Like it, it felt very I don't want to say fresh because we have peel off again in super, but I think coming off of that, this does feel like, oh, this must have been so fun back then to bring back the peel off gang. Right? Yeah. At the time, they had not been seen since, I think, King Piccolo. Yeah, yeah. probably. Unless there was some random some filler, filler, but probably not. Oh, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. They were in the wedding arc at the end of Dragon Ball, I think. Really? I think. I think. I can't recall. 
with like mm. the Mafuba fan and everything. The, the Basho the, fan. Basho, the Basho fan. fan. Yeah. I'm thinking of the ceiling technique. Maybe I'm wrong on that. I, but I, 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 th- I want to say they, they were, might have been. They might have been. But wrong. yeah, still like pre Z. Not since Dragon Ball. Exactly. Yeah. It's crazy. It's wild um, to see them and and to, to them turn Goku into a child. Like to, to get that child Goku again. It's it's just it's just I was ready for that adventure. It felt really fun and to hear Masagunazawa reprise Kid Goku instead of Goten or Gohan. Oh yeah, the range on Nozawa it's here. It's fantastic. Yeah. When when Gohan first popped up on screen and you hear Masagunazawa speak, it's 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 a Goku adult voice but spoken like Gohan, so it's very like manners and like very like not hick. Yeah. Why is it so beautiful mm-hmm. to hear? I I loved Goku, rem- you know, we're we're not going to be able to ignore Super no. in these mm-hmm. episodes where we're talking about here. I love Goku remembering Pilaf. Yep. Because as far as I know, he has never recognize them in super that's funny (laughs) in any version yeah yeah bulma i think has or it's implied that maybe she knows what's going on right but yeah goku has like no idea yeah his memory is just like gone for them like they weren't enough to what what was the saying in the the uh, ova special of like the in hindsight not a not a big foe (laughs) no yeah yeah to, to stick in memory but yeah that's it was so fun to see them again to, to them remember to for pilaf not to remember who goku is but my and shu are like that's goku man old old shu makes me sad because <laughs> you know old like shu he, makes such an old dog he's an old dog and that just makes my feelings sad because i'm like <laughs> especially in super when he's like dogs don't live that yeah. way oh my Whatever god the shy delivery the shoe dub delivery yeah. and then we see my who used to be sexy and also not and then i don't know but because <laughs> of super but I yeah do, it's it's i do love their mech designs for their robots because it looks like repurposed oh, yeah. cars like they are really down on their luck and they like took these junkers out of a, a junkyard and like we'll make yeah. a robot out of it and i feel like pointing at that putting that out the the animators felt like they had a lot of fun because there's a part where like Pilaf falls out of the mech and then Mai picks him up and then drops him back in and then flips the robot because the robot's flipped upside down, flips it back right side up. Pilaf then <laughs> is upside down again because he's put in. It's just like that attention to detail kind of stuff. Like they really like went all in on episode one for this right. thing and I loved it. Sad to see Oob go so fast. Yeah. Just, oh, yeah. I'm out of the story now. Like, that was one thing about Oob is that watching this Japanese for the first time, his voice, I prefer this so much more than the annoying voice we get from him in, in the dub. Mm-hmm. He sounds like an, uh, like an adult-ish, like teenage, teenage to adult-ish, as opposed to like, hi guys, I'm gonna go, see you, I love you, thanks for trading me, Goku, bye. Like that voice. <laughs> I really like that dub performance. I don't Dude, Yu Hakusho Koenma. Mm, I really maybe like maybe that's why I didn't watch Yu Hakusho that much, so I don't have that love for that. That voice just yeah. irked me. <laughs> Yeah, it's not. It doesn't match the Japanese performance, but I still, I still do. Maybe like I it. mean it is a performance. Like with, the, I, I gotta say, with this new Japanese Ubi, it just sounds like a regular person. Maybe that's why I liked it. It just sounded, yeah, just like a bass. <laughs> nothing special about it. But it, it was a nice. It was nice, like because he is nothing, nothing special in the story yet. He hasn't earned anything yet to be more special. So it was nice to see him as a regular. Yeah, just a just a guy. Yeah, just a guy. Yeah. I uh, we had said it before we jumped in. So I, since we're talking about how things sound, I want to jump back to. Talking about the music, so new composer for GT. We no longer have uh, Shinsuke Kikuchi. It's now uh, uh, Tokunaga. <laughs> My first note here was Tokunaga not starting out strong here during this training fight like that. Like here it is, these two titans are fighting on the lookout. Yeah. Like this song blows. Like it's just like yeah. really just you a, recognize that, and it's it just different. doesn't. 
it's it, it's doesn't fit. Yeah, it doesn't fit at all. It, it didn't feel like Dragon Ball at all. I was desperately hoping to see if someone had a a fan made like they put Kukichi back into this. Oh, but ah uh, yes, Kukichi, <laughs> Kukichi. my favorite. <laughs> Sorry, me and my Japanese are not so <laughs> daijobu. Hey, there you go. <laughs> but I will say, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say it, Dan Dan, best opening. Screw you, yeah. Hedgehala. I'm all about. It's definitely Dan Dan. Definitely great. Hearing that again uh, felt so nice. It's probably my second. I I think Chalo is my number one. I th- I think it's just so inherently. I think it's encapsulates everything. It's iconic, in the franchise, but but it's not as mm, good. yeah. I think with the Randy, I'm I'm cha cha out. I'm all about the Don Don now. <laughs> no, dude, I cha cha all day long. Cha cha, but Dan Dan, I do love. Okay, I do yeah, love. Yeah, yeah. I think it's fantastic. Um, I wanted to talk about Pan. Oh yeah, let's talk about Pan. please and why I am so glad I watched DBZ two ninety one because. Coming off of the end of Z and her just being so crushed by Goku leaving, I think really frames her as a character when she's constantly annoyed with her grandfather. I was mm. thinking that can because in GT, in, in GT I, I was hoping, I was wishing, I'm like, there should have been a part of the episode where she is talking about, or at least talks to Goku about how mad she is that he ditched her. But there was none of yeah. that, so it felt very unwarranted. But maybe if I watched it like you did, 291 yeah. and then this, but I, I still feel like this should I, have had that in there. I picked up on so much deep-seated resentment right? Uh, in both her performance and in the writing. Hmm. And uh, just some, when we, even some of the stuff we get into in the next episode with Pan specifically. I walked out of these five episodes really liking her. I took me a bit to warm up because well episode one she's fine but then we have a string of some stuff that happens in a, uh, a couple episodes after that but by the end of five i'm like yeah all right and i think it's also again we have other media that has since come out dragon ball super superhero that pan is so good <laughs> like that's who the character is to me now so then seeing this i was like oh i don't like that but yeah she hasn't had her heart exactly. crushed yet by her grandfather. Also, up. yeah, how how old is she supposed to be in this? Because it was so weird seeing her on a date as her first appearance. Yeah, I don't want to tell anyone how to raise their daughters. <laughs> but if your daughter is nine years old, she Ugh. should probably not have dated multiple boys. Yes, the, the right. impl- implication of like every date ends up like this. I'm like, how old are you? And this yeah. this dude looks like twice her age, like super tall. Like, what was with the move of him going for her shoulder? Was that just he wanted to? Is like a, a, a hand holding thing, but he's too tall for her. So the shoulder is the next best thing. It seemed really weird. You know what I'm talking about? I think it's just an awkward moment. I don't think it. It's, yeah, like I'm, you know, I mean, right. like just trying to like put his arm around her or something. Right, or, but it wasn't arm know, around. It whatever, was arm but... around the shoulder closest to her. I've never seen that move. I don't have any ribs, so I don't know what a move <laughs> is. But that just seemed very odd to me. <laughs> I don't know. Like, yeah, she is very young, but also if the initial intent was to be ten years later. It wouldn't be so bad, but it's like, but why is she, sh- she so short? And I'm like, well, like her dad and grandpa yeah, they were and all, stuff, they're all uncle. Some like short that, and yeah. uncle are short for a long time. So <laughs> I kind of wish Just they a- had aged her up. I don't know why they decided to go, if that was the initial plan. I kind of would have liked to see a Bulma-aged pan in this, but then I guess that would have counterbalanced with having trunks there because then they'd have two tall people mm-hmm. and then a Goku. It, it I, I do kind of like the, the tall, medium, and then short trio, but... I kind of would have preferred to see an older pan. I was not in the dragon room, of course, when they were no. putting GT That's together. But too, I, yeah. I have to imagine that looking at the way Pan behaves in this episode and then the way that Bra is dressed, that, of course, 10 years must have been the original plan. I hope so. Mm-hmm. Uh, and five years 
is just like a guidebook thing. Maybe that that's maybe why they, they never discussed that much how many years into. has been since this yeah. in the series proper. But yeah, no, it's time has passed, right? And now just for Goku training Oob, and he's like, oh, I think I'll head home because I haven't seen Chi-Chi and stuff in years. Like, oh, wow. All right. That's weird to do. But so he's like, I'm going to go home. And I put a note here. Is Chi-Chi a bad cook? Because he why stops. does Goku stop at a yeah, restaurant? I thought that too. <laughs> when, like Chi-Chi would be cooking for him, but I'm I pretty myself, sure. I put myself in Goku's shoes. If I was like going down and all of a sudden, oh, I love that restaurant. <laughs> Let me go there real quick and go there. <laughs> I would do the same thing. So I don't blame Goku at all. The Roshi bit in this episode with him being kind of like perverted <sighs> is Roshi. But I yeah. I thought the gag of his, the bag that he's holding rubbing up against the lady behind him mm-hmm. felt so Toriyama to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just that like something he's really not even trying to be perverted about right. is why he's going like, oh, to get. He didn't deserve. No, he does deserve that. But it, not for the reason. Yeah. But he deserves that. But it, it really shows how much it didn't age well, at least for me, because it was. When he first uh, comes in the scene and starts like rubbing girls' butts and like coming across, it, it cuts to Pan and Goku and their reaction. Pan is like, "Oh, of course," and then Goku's like, "Ah, oh, that Roshi!" Like we just push. That's just comedy. Like it's like, no, I'm with Pan now. <laughs> this just doesn't yeah. feel right. It's also interesting um, what you were saying earlier about Goku hasn't seen Chi Chi in years. At the end of Z, when he's leaving again, maybe you guys should, before you watch episode six of GT, just go back yeah. and watch two ninety one. I will. Quick. Goku does say that he plans to come back and, and visit, visit every now and again. Yeah, I remember that. And it's very clear that that never happens because he doesn't recognize his granddaughter. He says mm-hmm. he hasn't seen his wife in years. Yeah, Because yeah. Gohan and Videl and Pan live in the same house as them. Is that like from the, the shot we get of the house? Is it like multiple houses now and like in the same lot? Because I remember at the end of Z. When Trunks comes to see where Goten is. He visits Chi Chi and then just like, oh no, he's he's go check with Gohan oh, next door. Do, I think Yeah, they do like an add on or something. Yeah, mm. yeah. So I think they do all live together in an, in a in a way. So yeah, I mean I'm saying it, if Goku didn't visit Chi Chi, yeah. he didn't visit Pan and all that kind of stuff. So it would make sense that Right. I, I don't recognize this Pan character. Could also could also be yeah. the bandana and that Goku's like short now, so his <laughs> angle of view of like a what Pan That's should true. be is like really weird. So maybe. Yeah. There's one thing I wanted to jump back to that I made a note of, and maybe it's just because it's something I missed, but also I just felt it was kind of weird. But um, what were, why were there so many skeletons underneath the dra- the Black Star Dragon Balls? What were those? Oh, were they? <laughs> Pretty yeah, he was a dark guy. Because yeah. <laughs> it was the balls on top of a uh, 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 cloth thing, and then like she had pulled it out, and there's just bones and skulls. Well, and I'm like, who did that? <laughs> I, I talked to, to, to Toyotaro. He said at the end of Super, it's going to be revealed that it's the Pilaf gang from Super that tries to go get those Dragon Balls, but then gets killed and then passes the torch Whoa. on to their older counterparts. So the mixed universe Spider Man shows up Makes too and sense. everything. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah, Kevin Feige, eat your heart out. <laughs> got Doug here. Yeah. The Black Star Dragon Balls, real quick. How do we feel about that? That they were made by Piccolo hey, slash Child of Katats. They pulled that out of their ass, and I, it's, I'm, I'm fine with it. I was like, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it I think some, it's some creativity, an ounce of creativity. I think it's cool. It's world building. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. Kami didn't wait until he had let Piccolo out, you know, and because yeah, I just. You know, everything with Kami is implied that, like, he had this just, like, inherent Namekian feeling of how to do stuff. And it's plausible that he made a set of Dragon yeah. Balls before he became God. I'm sure God, he was around you know? for, like, it's... decades, if not millennia, before he became God, you know? So 
Mm. He's, he's yeah, I forget stuff. the math from a few episodes yeah. ago, but yeah, it's something <laughs> like that. It is a neat way to do it because one would think they're then inert forever until the cell arc when they fuse back together. So it's like, oh, that is well, kind of yeah. a neat trick. Maybe Kami knew that like they were just like, oh, I, let me make these Dragon Balls. Oops, I messed up. They're not right. I can't destroy them just because I physically can or whatever. Let me just hide them away. And then, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, I buy it is what I'm saying. Like it doesn't sound, it doesn't seem yeah. that stupid. I don't feel that way. It's just like, okay, yeah, that's plausible. Yeah. yeah, I love the the, the dragon. The, the red Shenlong looks freaking looks pretty dope. Like uh, he's one of the more affordable dragons of figure wise that they have in Japan right now. Is last prize. If I'm gonna get a dragon, it might be that just because it's only 150 compared to the 300 dollars that the other the regular Shenrons are. So I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, if you're already spending that, why not go to the next level? I might up. as well just buy both. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Oh god! And what what, a, what a great studio to start this episode off, or the yeah. series off with. They got we got Segasha on this one, so mm-hmm. that's your Hisade, your Tate, your Shida, and others. It looked great, top tier. Shimanuki, but I don't like Shimanuki. You're <laughs> wrong. Shimanuki okay. fell off. Plus L plus ratio. <laughs> but I bring that up because the next episode, episode two, I know, is a Last House production. How do we so do we, soon? Too. Yes, too god. soon. I wanted to see Trunks walk down his hallway of his business in an awesome suit. In good quality. You know how many AMVs we could have made with that? Now it looks all crappy. Man. <laughs> so should we? Should I read this one, this synopsis for episode yeah, two? Yeah, I sure. would love to, unless you have thoughts about Hitori okay. Janai real quick, which is the uh, first ending theme of GT. That one I think I like more than Don Don. Or, or it's just Interesting. like, I, or I haven't heard it as much that I'm like, okay, I really like, I enjoy this song a lot. Like this has nostalgia for me too. Even though I wouldn't have heard it. I like the full version of Hitori Janai more because there's a part in the full version where they're like, da-da-da, da-da-da, and that's not in the the ending version. I think just the the singer, sorry, Randy, I just think that the singer sounds awesome. He's like a great singer, like, so that's why I like this one more. I, uh, it's never been one of my favorites of the GT endings, but then when this started up, I was like, oh, man. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm, I'm mm-hmm. here. I'm in it. <laughs> this mm-hmm. has got me. I'm really this digging GT. this song. So like, I don't know what happens when you hit my age, <laughs> but suddenly it's age feels yeah. good. Uh, but yeah, Ken. <laughs> so episode two, I'm the star. Pan blasts off into space. So the synopsis here. Should I read this as the GT no, dub God. recap guy? <laughs> yes, because I don't Bolas know what that sounds like. Builds a spaceship I, after I, learning. I switched yeah. to the <laughs> audio so for that. The way I was watching it, I was watching Japanese, but then, I, like, episode five, I just decided, oh, what's the intro sound like for the GT? So I switched it, but it doesn't switch it to, like, the Funimation remade intro. So it's just Don Don, the visuals with the GT, the dub GT, and it's it's so embarrassing. It's so embarrassingly bad yeah. to see that, this badass attempt of a song over like this mystical adventure like intro which is like oh my god i can't believe yeah and then yeah like you said the, the gt intro guy this time on gt our guys are wanted criminals. dragon ball gt trying to sound the most badass to a very yeah. not badass plot is just so embarrassing <laughs> all right kylie barrett is bulma quickly builds a spaceship after learning about the consequences of pilaf's wish and the black star dragon balls Goku leaves to pass the time and is kidnapped by a pair mistaking him as Bulma's grandson. The kidnappers demand Bulma hand over a large amount of money in exchange for his life. However, Goku easily escapes capture. Meanwhile, Vegeta forces Trunks and Goten to accompany Goku on the journey into space, thinking it would be good training for them. However, Goten gets a phone call at the last minute and takes it outside while Goku and Trunks enter the ship. 
The two are surprised when they find Pan on board. Excitedly, Pan presses the launch button, leaving Goten behind. And so, the trio's adventurous search for the Black Star Dragon Balls begins. <laughs> oh boy. Beautiful, beautiful. Uh, I feel like this paragraph leaves out all the good Pan stuff in this <laughs> yes. episode. Right? Because you, so we've got her resentment on Goku. That's one layer, right? Mm-hmm. And then we also have this whole thing about how no one's treating her. Like Everyone's a, just treating her like a little like kid. Like a kid, yeah. She goes to Gohan. Hey, go see your mom. She goes to Videl. Go see go your see dad. dad. She's feeling unappreciated by everyone. She's pissed off about her grandpa, who's now a kid and getting all the attention. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you feel it like and, from her like perspective. You feel it. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, "Well, screw this. I'm gonna." It, she's and there's even the whole gag where she's at the restaurant with Mister Satan. Can I wrote and this down the, as my only note I took for all five episodes? Like, this is a joke. This is a good joke. Yes, <laughs> it is so good. The waitress brings like a, a parfait <laughs> and a cup of coffee and gives Mister Satan the cup of coffee <laughs> and the parfait to pan. And when the waitress walks away, Mister Satan, Mr. Satan looks, swaps. He the waits drinks. for her to go there on the corner. <laughs> yeah. over and his then, <laughs> And then swaps the drinks <laughs> without, so saying anything, without saying anything. That is this episode. Great. Nope. And she's like, yeah, I, this is normal. This is I've done this a thousand times with him. This episode is such a perfect, has such a perfect understanding of its characters and of this Dragon Ball world. And it's like, I watched this one and I was like, uh, I know where the series is going and I know we'll get back to these characters eventually. But I just wish that <laughs> this episode was what this whole show was like. That we didn't mm-hmm. abandon all the characters, the colorful cast of characters we have. <laughs> yeah. Oh my but, God. Like the, but this ties into Pan trying to be more like an adult. She's, yeah. She orders a cup of coffee and it's like, I really am coming away from this, like thinking of Pan in a wider scope than just like, oh, they gave the girl the attention, you know, like, yeah. she's so great. She's yeah. great. And it's like, yeah, she, there are things that she does that are unlikable, but it's like, I get why she's acting the way that she is. Mm-hmm. 100%. Like, yeah, you can, you can understand where she's coming from, even though it's like, okay, this is behavior or whatever characterization, like, I don't like dig. Yeah. No, that's, for me, that's I was just saying like the I think the same with me applies to the oop voice is that her dub English voice was very annoying. <clears throat> so it didn't help her case. But with um with 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 this voice actress in Japanese, the same voice actress as, as Videl, right? What's her name? Yuko Minaguchi. Yuko Minaguchi. Yeah, she's yeah, I love her voice. And just like it's just a mini Videl. It's like it's she's I love her. She's great. Gee, John. <laughs> I love. I think the synopsis you read also about like good. Goten taking the call outside is inaccurate. He's there on the ship. He's just on the phone and just like, sorry, I can't hear you. There's, there's a spaceship, yeah. <laughs> a spaceship. No, I'm going to spaceship. Like, <laughs> and yeah. then it just takes off. It's, it's. I even I find that funny and endearing. Yeah, the whole thing with Vegeta, who's got a mustache now, by it's the true. way. Yeah. Um, where he's dragging <laughs> Trunks and Goten, he's being like, you you boys have been out on your training, or whatever. And of course, that's I watched this in Japanese. That's not how... Right, right, still. Not how Horikawa sounds, but... <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, and but then Goten's like, well, what about me? And he's like, no, Chi-Chi's already agreed. And so I'm like, in my head, immediately, I'm like, Vegeta and Chi-Chi had to have a conversation. <laughs> yes, so great. <laughs> yeah. yes. Well, They're talking. I mean, even... Just like his interactions with the kidnappers who have yeah. stolen Goku. Like, Goku? <laughs> just him also yeah. just saying, you know, goodbye on a phone call. Like, so you got just like whatever. hanging up or whatever. I'm like, <laughs> you say goodbye? Yeah. I don't understand <laughs> the, so those strange, kidnappers' love it. Initials, initial plan because I, I, I don't know if I just misheard them, but were they after Bulma initially to kidnap her or, or Bra? 
because they're like, oh, we see they that were ex- this- trying to extort Bulma. They're like, so we, they we thought see- Goku was like her son that they d- that people don't know about. So they're gonna no, be no, no, like, no. hey, before, before we have that, your son. Their plan was like, we got to kidnap the chairman's daughter, Bulma. They said something like that, and I'm like, wait, do they mean Bulma's daughter or do they mean Bulma herself? Like, who are they gonna kidnap here? Well- their first target was Pan, and I think they say something like she's got some relation to Capsule Corp. Mm-hmm. Right. Because she's always I there, I think. Yeah. And then, yeah, then Goku, they think, <laughs> is an illegitimate love child. child. It's so great. Like, we have your love child. I've talked about this <laughs> love elsewhere, child. but I, I've clowned on, like, Gigi's AF because I don't think he understands writing the characters. And he has a conversation between Goten and Palace, um, his girlfriend, where Palace says she's pregnant and Goten's like, is it mine? Like, is it my child? Like, you sure? What? And like, that just doesn't feel right. But the writing in this episode and the way they handle the idea of Dragon World having someone having an illegitimate love child, like, works. And yeah. it's hilarious. It brings you back to when Goku first was looking for Bulma on, in West City when he was a child, when he was a kid. It's, it's so great. And these poor kidnappers who yeah. you know they're like oh this is going to be a great plan we're going to get so much money out of this <laughs> and just having to deal with Goku who is just oblivious that this is dangerous because it's not to him at all yeah. and just oh man it's so good I and love when the restaurant flies off and they're just Go- like Goku, uh-huh. Goku eats all the food at the restaurant and the wait the the cashier's like all right that'll be 72,000 zenny and the guy's like okay can you break that up into 72 payments <laughs> it's 72 so month yeah. 72 monthly payments <laughs> so great i don't know if you guys caught this there are some cameos in this episode are and they? i'm sorry if i'm ruining future trivia um Otos- otokoski who is the um, the guy all like leather clad in the twenty eighth tournament? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, he works at Capsule Corp, and he's, oh, yeah, yes. he's like he's he sees trunks walk by in the beginning, mm-hmm. and then I'm not sure if it's him, but it looks like that's Nock. Also, I think from the twenty fifth or twenty eighth tournament at Satan's Gym. Oh, which one the is guy he? With the headband and the long the hair. Headband. Huh? I don't know. He's at Satan's yeah. Gym when Pan mm-hmm. is like. Don't recall. I remember yeah. the gym when Pan's there, like, huh. like getting off her breaking steam, like killing, like knocking dudes out. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, which is another great bit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how this is why I initially asked how much time has passed since Z and this because it feels like Trunks is supposed to be like thirty five or thirties in it, in his thirties, and then you cut to Goten who looks like he's like twenty one or like barely twenty. So I'm like, what is the, the age well, discrepancy here? It's Odd because our first introduction to Trunks is he's the president of Capital right. Corporation, and everybody's like, "Oh, the president will fix everything." Like we have him go do this and do that, and he's so good; he always makes everything go great. He's yeah. dressed in a suit, but then like when he's finally like alone, he's like, "I'm out of here." Like it's very much like suddenly switching to this young, you know, early twenties yeah. sort of thing of like, "Ah, forget it, forget these responsibilities. Which, I want to go hang out with my friends." Drop the ball so hard on his outfit. Like, why does he look like such a dork? I don't like it at all. Like, even, yeah, okay. even, even like for no. an, an, an endearing way, like, oh, he's such a dork now because he's he's not the same as, the, as here, the future trunks. But I have here in my notes, <clears throat> and I, there's no way I can make this big enough for you to see. Uh-huh. I have adventure outfit is his default. Dot dot dot. <laughs> kind of cringe. <laughs> kind of cringe. <laughs> like he's going on a hiking trip. He's <laughs> it's the shorts yeah. and the and the scarf. Like they could have given him a better outfit. And the one thing that I don't. They made Goku so tan. Why couldn't they give him some of that tan to, to Trunks? See, I think he looks too white 
to to like I don't know if that sounds racist. Do you know what I mean? Like his complexion is like way it is. bright. As a white person, I feel very attacked, Doug. <laughs> Thank you. I don't, Doug. Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, just the two opposites. When you put Goku and, and Trunks next to each other, they look so opposing, which maybe makes sense because Go- Goku has been training for years near the sun. Where Trunks has been tucked away in an office for, for so long, maybe that could contribute to that. But still, I would have liked he would look so much cooler with a tanner look. It just Doug, looks he just looks too pale, fading out of existence. <laughs> Audio wise or mentally wise? Audio wise, no, you're saying? Your, yeah, your your connection is wildly off. Yeah, <laughs> damn it. Yeah. Well, my my audio watch, track is still watch recording, the video so version good. of this later. Okay, Doug, you'll okay. see. <laughs> no, you also need my audio track. Just lip sync that. Just connect that. But no, all right, it's just a rant <laughs> no, about yeah, trunks. Yeah, I'm doing that much work. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just cut that whole bit off where I'm racist towards a white trunks and I, just leave it leave it be. No, we keep the we keep the racism here. You know the rules. So Yeah. I I felt, we gotta be fair. If we're against the greenies, you know. <laughs> I don't look, think that's white true. people gotta take an L sometimes. White people gotta take an L sometimes. It doesn't happen often also, in history, unfortunately. <laughs> I have to say, there's one line that I that I that took me aback uh, from Trunks when he's like flying off. He he says something like, um, "I love flying. Uh, no, nothing beats flying than buku jutsu, or like there's no better way to fly than buku jutsu." I'm like, that mm-hmm. sounds really redundant. What does he mean by that? Like, for us, it just sounds like there's no better way to fly than to fly. You know what I mean? Well, he's talking about he usually takes like a helicopter or a flying okay maybe. machine yeah. with his office staff. That could, that I could think be, yeah. that's just. Steve Simmons could have adapted that line better. I yeah, because it seemed really odd. <laughs> totally makes sense to me. Um, no, now yeah, that you explain it, Randy. It, I get just it. A, yeah, a but weird way to word it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I liked seeing towards the end here, Goten and Trunks just being together. Like I was kind of unsure of how to feel about Trunks because my preconceptions is like, oh, GT Trunks. It's weirdly nothing like Z Trunks, and now he's just Future Trunks because they didn't know how to write this normal trunks but older um but i don't know just like with the two of them are together i don't i can't recall any specific lines but i'm like yeah this feels right i think they got this but you're saying you think the this gt trunks reflects future trunks's personality that is my my was my my thought that i feel like i've had for 20 years right just that gt trunks is just future trunks and they don't have him be the same kind of not entirely spoiled brat that he was at the yeah. NZ when he was like eight, but like I obviously see, people mature and change. I was going to say, I kind of see that, but I also see the the maturity side of it where he still grew up with a mother who was mature and probably taught, taught him properly, even though he is spoiled. Maybe it's more instead of spoiled now, it's it's because he's older, it's more privileged. Like he's just ditching his work office job, leaving mm. millions of jobs to go fucked because he just wants to fly away, you know, that kind of deal. But I don't know. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I buy this evolution of the character yeah this time around i i agree I, yeah. i'm breaking that mold in my brain of like that is what i thought it was like and like no this is i buy this this makes sense to me um i i do want to bring it to attention about vegeta specifically and him as a character and again this is in relation to super yes i think super's incarnation of vegeta absolutely would have gone into space with Goku. oh really mm-hmm. and i i think it's like we're seeing such a more mature and kind of like I don't need to be involved in every little thing here. Yeah. That he he he's like, no, these kids who, you know, are whiny, they can go with Goku since he's being forced to go. And then Goku, I'll let him train them. And it it's is just more a different, of a mature, different take. You're right, like a more more mature look. Like 
I feel like he's I, chilled out. He's like, I've, yeah. I've proven myself to myself. That's all that matters. But now my pride is attached to my son and he's been slacking off. You need to go and step it up. Like, like a regular parent would like hey, my, my kids slacking off. You need, you better step it up or just do something with yeah. your life. This is like, this is what happens to stern men once they have daughters. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. So is there anything else you guys want to say about episode two? I felt that Pon just kind of being like, nope, I'm going to space with you guys and we're taking off now. <laughs> just hits the button. I was like, that annoyed me. But again, I well, didn't watch 291. So. She's trying to be an adult, right? But she right. doesn't know what that means. And so she's like, I'm going to take charge. You know, this is what adults do. Mm. They take charge. Yeah. So she hits the button. And, and they, I like how I get it. it even I mean, a little bit prefaced it with like when she went to go uh, ask Videl, her mother, like, uh, can I help? She's about to touch that same button. And Videl's like, don't mess with that kind of Ooh, thing. And, and I didn't notice yeah, that. Yeah, that's the same button. So now she so she knows that's the takeoff button for when the later when she does. Interesting. Takeoff. Yeah. I like that about that. Good it, catch. I, I, I'm I'm liking this Pan character a lot more. I can see the annoyance, but it's it's warranted in that because everyone's treating her like a you know like a, like a kid, and she's not. And she feels even worse because she's not the kitty kittiest kid on board now because Goku is a, literally a kid. Right. Also, also, do you think I'm, I'm I'm with the mentality that Goku's personality also changed to a kid? He still has all the memories and and experience of the adult. That yeah, he traveled with, I but agree. he's just the dragon somehow, not just his body, but also his personality-wise. Well, D- Doug, if you want to get to the science <laughs> of it, the hormones running through your body would be different, and so therefore you would be inclined to behave in a different way. Thank you, way. Dr. Ken. Thank you. Yes, that makes sense. I concur. <laughs> but yeah, the, these, these two episodes were very fun. Like, I was surprised how much fun I had watching them and how they just felt like Dragon Ball, despite the music and everything. The it, the, the tone was still there. I, I loved it. I Yeah, I could have gone for another 62 episodes of this, like this of one. Of this. Yeah. But, yeah. but then we get to the next episodes, if you want to go on from there. Yeah, so here's the deal. Episode three, Super Greedy, the merchant planet Imega. As Goku, Trunks, and Pan travel through space, they find themselves having trouble with their ship. They look outside and see that a part has detached from the vessel. As their ship continues to have further malfunctions, they find themselves with no choice but to land on the nearby planet of Imega. Upon their arrival, they discover that the people on this planet are willing to do anything to extort money out of the group. They find themselves staying in a hotel where they are charged... Charged. 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 Charged him. (laughs) They find themselves staying in a hotel where they are charged for everything and end up fleeing the place. The group ends up meeting a destitute Imagan couple who are evicted from their home by robots. The following morning, Trunk sees their spaceship being towed away and the group encounters a small robot named Giru who proceeds to eat the dragon radar. Here in my notes, I have Dragon Ball gets political. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Well, yeah. Capitalism I just, sucks. I was just saying, watching yeah. watching this as an adult is very different than watching this as a kid or a teenager, yeah. or whatever. Like even even the um, as soon as the part of the rocket ship that gets blown away and they start freaking out, I feel more like empathetic like to that situation where I'm like, holy crap, that thing is gone. They're stranded in space, a week away from Earth, kind of deal. Like, what would they do? Whereas a kid, I'm mm-hmm. like, whatever. But like as an adult, I'm like, oh, I, I'm more empathetic to that to that struggle. And this gets set up at the very end of the last episode, oh, which yeah. is such a cool, like, this is like, M- Mike of uh, Vegito EX of Kunzenshu, he once described um, Super as being like a, an episodic show, mm-hmm. where each episode is kind of like its own little story oh. or series of why we're getting to the fight at the end. I can, I can see that. But like this string of episodes that we're in, it's like, 
each thing is like a piece into the next one. Yes. And we're it's like we're on one long serialized story. Like this happens because of this, and this happens because of this kind of yes. deal. Okay. Yeah. Even if it doesn't make sense, yeah. right? the the steps are there for understanding. It is. Like the little piece from the rocket falls off right before, right as they take off, and like Bulma's like, "Oh, what is this?" kind of thing, and that's where it's yeah. a cliff cliffhanger. But yeah, I my first note of this episode is just put upon trunks is born <laughs> because it they've been in space for however long, and it's very clear that he's kind of the adult in the group, despite <laughs> yeah. Goku being decades older. He's the babysitter now. <laughs> <laughs> when I was when I was watching this episode, I was flashing back to the Boo saga, the Boo arc, mm. when um, Goku is distracting Boo, and then because Trunks is having to go find the Dragon Radar, oh, right? Yeah, and then Trunks is just farting about, and Goku's like starts yelling at him, and then I'm like, oh, dude, these roles <laughs> are totally reversed. swapped. Oh, that's so yeah. funny. I didn't realize that. That's so true. <laughs> uh, uh, that's, hey, you I got a question fast. for you guys. Yeah. Yeah, let's hit uh, it. Where did they get? Uh, where did uh, Trunks, Goku, and Pan get their gametes from? Yeah, that's uh, my note here. Where did they gametes? obtain local oh, the currency money. in the first place? Yeah, yeah. I, th- I thought there could be like a bit of like, how much is that to Zenny? Like how what's oh. the exchange rate? But no, nothing. They just like we got like, cl- we got cleaned out is what they said basically. Were they aware of these planets that they were going to? Or were they like, look, we know they're in space. They're probably on planets. There might be people we don't know, but or did they know? Like, here's a planet. His name is Omega. Here's their currency. There's blah, no blah, way blah. they could have planned like, all that. Like, they, they even were no. like, that, "This is a crash landing on this planet." So they were even. This wasn't even a plan to be on this planet in the first place. Right. So there's no way they would but have Ken, a currency. Ken, is there an actual reason? Do you do you have something? Is the guidebooks oh, tell us anything? Setting about us this? up for this? No, no. I was I was oh, legitimately okay. like just in the same vein of like how did peel off find out about the yeah, ultimate yeah. dragon balls? <laughs> I feel like we're gonna be uh, saying this a lot. Gets, as we go through Dragon Ball GT, it's like, these why, go on, like, why, how did someone know about this? Yes. <laughs> how did they do that? We'll talk about that. That's a big annoyance. Right. But, um, I actually put one on here that did get answered, which was, if things got really dire, couldn't Goku just have used instantaneous movement to transport them back home or somewhere? And then, never mind, episode four. Yeah. They, <laughs> so they see, that is a cool I thing. I like that. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll get to that in the next episode. But yeah, I feel like, as much as our frustrations are going to be like, how did they know about this? How, it's like, at the same time, let the story play out. Right. Know? Yeah. I had said that uh, all of the fare meters that they are running into um, in like the hotel and things, and people not being able to afford housing, I'm like, this is in space. This is just 2023. This is yeah, just I was like Earth. that. Also, as an adult, I'm like, oh no, I, that that's scarier now to me, <laughs> right? Because now we live in a world where <laughs> you could get heated seats in your car if you pay the monthly subscription fee. Oof, like that's yeah. a thing you can do now, which just, is just to see that, that fair sucks. number roll up, like oh, using hot water and it won't turn off, and the meter's still running. <sighs> why you just wait for your warranty to wear out and then you jailbreak your car <laughs> yeah there you go That's but i was gonna to say this um this string of episodes like now that we're in this arc or whatever you want to call it the Omeka art it really feels like a video game to me like it feels like a final fantasy 7 ps1 type graphic i would have i think i would have enjoyed it more if it were like a video game like that because the story you crash land on this planet you get you get mm. bum rushed by a bunch of uh, uh, merchants that want to sell you everything. You get taken out of your money. You got to find, you got to go here, there, there. It felt like a video game that I would have enjoyed more than actually yeah. watching this as a series, especially with the you music. Like, into it this, really got me into it. You rolled into this town because you're like, it's on our way to do this thing. But now, oops, yeah. this town has its own story that you got to do. Yeah, with. yeah. Like, and I, like I, you I said, could the, picture I could picture like a uh, trunks chasing Guru around in circles as Goku and Pan are having like a dialogue conversation with like little bubbles at the bottom. <laughs> 
we should have Dragon Ball GT as imagined by Doug. <laughs> and I'm down. Also watch that show. <laughs> uh, you know, Doug, it sounds like you're starting to get a little down on the show here. It, it's this episode was was fine. But then as it goes later on, it just feels more convoluted. But yes, I mean, hmm. I convoluted kind of in the same vein. I wrote here. I feel like they're. Sorry for my French, quote unquote, blowing their load of things that can go wrong on one planet. Ship needs to be fixed because it started broken down. Dragon Raider gets lost. Ship gets stolen. I'm like, you guys, this could have been three different arcs of like problems to deal with. But they're like, no, just it all happens one at a time in the same place. So is this the episode where as they're going back to the ship, they're like, we can't help these people with their problems or or whatever? Because I think the next few episodes, they change their mind. So, yeah. Um. Because that's very Star Trek. Oh, really? <laughs> the the prime directive of not, yeah. Not interfering. Well, that's about, like, not getting involved in pre-warp societies, right. but also, like, not necessarily going in and, like... Fixing their problems Fixing that everyone's aren't... problems. Right. That, yeah. 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 It very much does feel like that, where they're like, look, we're just blowing through, we just need to get this fixed, and we're out of here. Yeah. I don't think you there's know? enough incentive for them to care enough yet, which... I don't know. I guess puts more stock into how Goku isn't a savior of humankind. He's just like doing his thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't really have any other notes here for for this episode. Is there's anything else you guys want to say about three before we roll into four? No. Yeah. This one, except for episode five, uh, which I didn't write any notes for because I watched it before recording, so I don't feel like I need them. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, episode three had my least amount of notes. Yeah. It was just uh, I was just enjoying it, and then I walked away being like, I don't really have that much to say about it. Right. The video game thing was was it for me? Hmm. Yeah, just sort of some world building and, like, getting a feel for things. And, like, yeah, you know what? I, I buy all this that's happening. Something that they mentioned in later episode, but um, for this one, it seems like all, if most, if not all of the of the people that are on this planet are, like, the elvish creatures that are, like, the merchants. But then later on, like, on episode five, they're, they're saying, oh, we're, we all crash land here and then we're, we're stuck here. I'm like, okay, then why are you all the same race of aliens? What? It mm. should have been a, a smorgasbord. Of different races, but then the final shot when they take off, when Goku and them finally leave and whatever, and everyone's saying bye, it is a smorgasbord of different races. So I'm like, did we see those characters before or no? Uh, my understanding was that like people just kind of maybe started to hear about what was going on and then congregated there. So that's the way I'll write it off. Right. Kind of like in New York and things, you've got like different neighborhoods like oh that's where the italians moved in and this is where irish people came like yeah they're just kind of you know like we're like is Maybe. just because that way you've got it was just a very weird know, like it was that common. idea was introduced in episode five the last episode of this arc where they're like yeah we're hmm. all different we just crashed on here and then but there's like no evidence of that prior it was really weird to bring that up right uh who wants to tackle episode four's synopsis because i just did three uh i'll give it a whack episode four all right Wanted. Goku's on the wanted list? Following the confiscation of their spaceship, Goku, Pan, Trunks, and Guru find themselves stranded on planet Omega and begin to formulate a plan to retrieve it. With Goku's instantaneous movement rendered useless due to his small body, they decide to fly over Don Kia's place. As soon as they arrive, they spot their ship, but is heavily guarded by Don Kia's army. As Goku and his friends approach it, the soldiers notice them. They have no choice but to use the direct approach. They take out the soldiers one by one. Pan proceeds to take control of the spaceship before escaping with Goku and Trunks. Don Kia is furious upon hearing about this, as they owe him a large debt. By the next morning, Goku and his companions walk into the town and notice that they are criminals on the wanted list posted on the wall. On all the all walls, right, guys, basically. Before, 
Mm-hmm. Before we get into this, I have to introduce a new segment here to We Got a Podcast. Oh, oh, uh, boy. because this was a Studio Live episode, which brings us uh, to this new segment, which is called Bye Bitch. Bye Bitch. Yukio Ebisawa is gone. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Ebisawa is from Studio Live. Studio Live is, I believe, his studio, mm. and he is not involved in this episode. At all, okay. Because it was like him and Uchiyama that were kind of like, oh god, these guys for, yeah, you know, uh, animating uh, Z and things. Because, so after GT, he worked on some series. He worked on a few different things, but he worked on a series some called Jigoku Sensei Nube. It was an OVA, mm. uh, and then he notably also left his patented Ebisawa mark on several episodes of Digimon's season one, two, and three. Mm. Uh, he has a string of more modern projects, but seems to have nothing after 2010. Rest in power, King. <laughs> I don't know if he's dead or not. But... Wow, I, I made me think he was. Yeah, you have some some strong feelings there about Ebisawa. Uh, so I would just like to say, on behalf of all of we got a podcast. Bye, bitch. He speaks for all of us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love take... that uh, segment. <laughs> yeah. Good Thank one. You. I look forward to more. I'm curious to see who else will be by Bye, bitched. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a note. I'm just going to look through here what I got. Okay. So he can't teleport to their ship, but couldn't they at least just fly at high speed? Like they're taking their time. And I'm like, you guys are all super beings. That's one like, thing. Why that are we going so slow? I was like, can we write this off too? Because you explained Estinia's movement. Can you explain also why you can't fly? Just give me a, a quick little thing, just so I can believe you and, and be off. Because there are times right. when they're, they're like they're like house, they're roof jumping, and then they fall. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you could have just flown or whatever. But they spent so much time trying to use teleportation that by the time they were done, they lost sight of the ship. <laughs> so yeah, I guess you couldn't just fly beeline it. You're like, all yeah. right, well maybe follow the tracks. I don't know. But I did write. I do like these restrictions on their powers because then say, it makes this adventure feel like a challenge as opposed yeah. to Z where it's like, oh, we need to get the Dragon Balls and then we just do like a musical interlude and they're just yeah. gone yeah. and get I totally em. agree. That's why I, I was begging for them to have like, just give me some dumb explanation. I don't care what it is. So that I can stop thinking these things. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Goku can't teleport. Mm-hmm. Um, Pan is a mystery. And the second episode establishes that Trunks is rusty on his training. Okay. And I like so, that. That works. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna put that in the noggin, and I'm not gonna. Think but he can about fly. He's got the bukujutsu. He no way to fly. But uh, maybe <laughs> the, the the planet the planet they're on just like is hard for them to fly on. So anything. But I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it, uh, yeah. But like you said, Randy, it, it is to get the adventure to feel more grounded. Right. Exactly. And feel like literally these aren't just gods amongst people. They can yeah. just wreck shop and be like, this is not a problem for us. Yeah. I will say, I feel like Pawn is too old for the, oh, no, something bonked me on the head and now I have to cry real loud. But also not. (laughs) That's the thing where it's like this series almost can't decide, figure out how old she is. Yeah. Yeah. Because she's dating multiple boys and then she's crying when she hits her head. Yeah. Like a baby. Yeah. Or or it's just a a sexist thing where like, oh, she's a girl. So she got hit. So she's going to cry. That's what they do. Mm, Like that. Maybe. too. Yeah, that could just be the answer there. <laughs> right. I mean, they at least try to sneak in, which is because nice, I, I but... like the idea when Goku first tried an instantaneous movement, they fail, they end up in the sky and then fall down to the ground. I'm not thinking, oh, why didn't they just fly so they don't get hurt? It's like, no, that's it's a funny gag for them to because they are these super beings that evolve from like 20 feet in the air isn't going to hurt them. So let them fall mm, and like, yeah. 
fall, you know, but with the, then like, a cup like you're thing. saying, I didn't even think about that. They could just fly to the ship mm. because I was so like, it's, it was you like a, were like a magic trick, you yeah. know, yeah. like I was being distracted with the teleportation while the real plot hole was going along <laughs> this way. You know? Yeah. You know, they're sneaking in, they're doing all this before eventually they're like, all right, we just got to go the direct route, which means start beating people up. And, uh, the henchmen are all trying to take them out. they they fire some blasts, and Goku fires his own to counter it. And then we see, you know, our mysterious <laughs> uh, bad guy sees this, and then he says, "Don't tell me they're science." Like, Science. wait, yes, I caught into that too. Yeah. Why is why is the fact that they can fire key mean they're science? Like, yeah, nobody has a tail except for <laughs> that guy. Right. <laughs> um, Namekians yeah, can do the, this shit too, but I have what is his read? I have a theory. Okay, just okay. Let's pic- hear it. Picture you've never seen a human before, so okay. a Saiyan is your only reference as to this humanoid, humanoid thing that looks that has oh. this tan skin and all that kind of stuff. Like that's if if you were to say is that is that a human or Earthling, we wouldn't think too much. Okay, yeah, he must have seen an Earthling or heard of Earthlings. You know hmm. what I'm saying? It could be also that maybe he he saw the ship. Which in its own ways vaguely looks like it could be derivative of, of science. And in fact, we, we probably know it was yeah. derivative of science yeah. technology mm-hmm. based on um, what Brief did with Goku's ship. The one right. thing, the one thing you cannot excuse is when Reddick is talking to Goku, like uh, af- after their initial little spar, and he is like, why don't you do the thing Saiyans aren't known for? I know you have latent power, like unleash it. That's like, Saiyans didn't didn't hold back their key until Vegeta learned that from the fight with Goku and then did it on Namek. So Reddick's like, do that thing that Saiyans are known for. I know Saiyans can do it. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's so dumb. He, he may have just been referring to, like, he knows it, how Saiyans are with, um, like, Zenkai boosts and stuff. Or the moon, but doesn't know how that whole transformation works out. Yeah, maybe. That's not the read I ran on it. It was just like, do that Goku thing. <laughs> it's right. like okay it's not a saiyan thing mm. yeah I, you're probably right doug in, in fact you are <laughs> yeah, right I know, i'm right but if i have to like reason it out for myself yeah. i think i can we can come up with a few things yeah. of what he might have to try and explain that but that's definitely the writer's just like not thinking yeah, yeah. uh i thought um so a couple music notes in this thing sure <laughs> um <laughs> There's a part when they get the ship back that when the the track starts and <laughs> this track is also in the next episode. And the music sounds like fusions a little bit when they get the ship back oh. at the beginning of that track and really really my mind reminded me of one of the tracks in fusions like when you're in the open world um and it it's just kind of what it sounded like. And then right at the end there's a track that plays which sounds vaguely Kikuchi-esque. Hmm. really and which just one in terms of the, i think the instrument well none of these tracks have names but mm-hmm. and i couldn't even tell you how the, how it went Where but that just the instrumentation of it sounded like hey this guy has at least watched a couple episodes <laughs> of dragon ball z mm, yeah yeah but then it like the it like leaves those instruments for whatever like video game thing tokunaga was trying to do right yeah i i don't recall that track but i a couple episodes back specifically when the they were crash landing i'm like this song sounds like a video game track but i'm not upset at it i feel like it it fits it the, sounds the good high tempo i i didn't feel like it, it matched but i i like the it sounded like like chrono trigger is the one that i should have instead of final seven i meant like chrono chrono trigger chrono trigger sounds like it mm. which also ties back to Kira Toriyama in some way but it's like it felt like that music it brought me back to playing mm. that game again 
I'm going to have to look up that track because I don't recall any standout things for music from episode four. So I'm going to have to go look that up. What was the moment? When did that happen? The Kikuchi's thing? Yeah. yeah. Right towards the end okay. of episode four. Is that uh, before they see their beautiful wanted posters or... During? I think so. Okay. Yeah. You'll know it when you hear it. Okay. Now that you're you're going to be looking it. for it or listening for it, mm. you'll you'll hear it. Okay. Uh this this was the episode where I kind of stood back, sat back. I was sitting down. I sat back. <laughs> Thank you for being I said, truthful like, with us. I it's yeah, important of course, to know your dude, position. It's journalistic integrity, Randy. <laughs> um incredible world and set design in this show. Mm-hmm. I think it's such a breath of fresh air, you know, it's bring it back to super <laughs> where we've got these just like really vague, like ugly the um, tournament of power set. Yeah. Uh, then they're kind of like the rest of the show is just like you're around some variation of capsule corp, mm-hmm. whether you're partying there or you're in like a destroyed futuristic version of <laughs> yeah. West city. Yeah. It's refreshing to see something that just looks so not dragon ball mm-hmm. at all. But these characters are in that world together. Yeah, and it's very good. It makes you feel like, like more. Like, like, it makes you feel like yeah. an adventure because it's it's new territory to us. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, I'm sure that's Exciting. what they were going for too. Variety, you know. Wow, yeah. something new. Let's keep it fresh. Yeah. You think about like in in just even in the original search for the Dragon Balls, right? They go to like through some like mushroom town yeah. or whatever. Like tall mushroom all trees. Yeah, yeah, all sorts of various uh, ideas that Yuki Naja or uh, Yuki Naka would steal for Sonic. Later on. <laughs> they must have like gotten down and like planned out areas. Okay, like this this will be a planet. This will be a planet, and like let's go here kind of deal. And like that must have been the, one of the main focuses. There are a ton of new named planets in GT. Yeah. I'm excited to see them all again because I don't remember pff, half of the stuff that's going to happen in this arc. That's a. I was excited is a is a good word. Starting these. The first two episodes, I was excited, um, even knowing what happens in the future. Like, oh, I can't wait for, like, now Super Saiyan 4 and, like, all this stuff with Oob coming back and all that kind of stuff. I was genuinely excited to to get to those moments again. And and to, to think that there's only 64 episodes to this thing made it a lot more bearable. Like, okay, it's it's doable. It's not a, a long trek to get to these things. Mm-hmm. Like, we'll get there if but we I'm, keep trucking. But I'm enjoying the journey so far. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't know how things it. are going to, yeah, I don't know how things are going to hold up. 10 20 episodes in but like for right now i'm like i'm having a good old time yeah mm-hmm. what do you think about making guru uh, a radar like an actual making the dragon radar basically a, a living pal well that's end of episode five so i would like to do the synopsis and stuff for five and then we can I don't jump follow the that rules unless, oh we got rules man <laughs> it's a strict dragon ball co- podcast i thought we were on episode <laughs> five for some reason i started going off on, on reddit stuff but whatever <laughs> that's okay um Ken, do you want to do episode five? Unless anybody has anything else about four they want to talk about. Uh, it's kind of fucked. That's a it's no. kind of fucked up okay. that the robots just tore down that family's house. And That's that... the beginning of five, so yeah. go for it, Ken. Is it? <laughs> Finding yes. a strong guy, the bodyguard Reddick. Having discovered they are... Oh, God, I can't do that. My, uh, having discovered they are wanted criminals, Goku and the others decide to be very discreet. However, after meeting with an Megan couple and talking about the greed of their planet's king, Don Kia, the Saiyans decide to purposefully surrender to the soldiers in order to confront him. After infiltrating Don Kia's palace, his bodyguard, Redick, appears. Goku's battle with Redick ensues, but Goku's power overwhelms Redick, and he easily defeats him. 
the king eventually surrenders and returns all the money that he had greedily stolen from the Omegan people. Trunks finally gets the part needed to fix their spaceship, but as they're preparing to leave, they realize that Giru has integrated with the dragon radar into his system. The group is forced to take Giru with after he locates the first Black Star Dragon Ball. Their interstellar adventure continues. First of all, not the family I was talking about. This is a different, a different oh. family from episode four. If this is before they're wanted and they're, it's raining and they fall through yeah. the wall and they're chilling and then it's... And they fold their house they fold up. Their house, the robots fold their house up and oh, take it away. Okay. Yeah. Raining on top of their kids that are sleeping and it's just like, we're just used to this. I'm like, that's fucked up. And then... Goku and them yeah. never come back to help them. It's just like, that sucks for yeah. you guys. Well, they're going to get money at the end of all this, <laughs> at least. Don Kia's putting spikes on these benches? Come on. <laughs> Fuck that. Exactly. Renting walls. Craziness. That's wild. It's coming for us, though. It's coming. Yeah, probably, coming. yeah. So, some I wrote, some kind old couple sees through the propaganda and give Goku and company some food and shelter. I like these people. because, like, Yeah, me too. They show up and they're like, oh, you guys are the criminals. And the, uh, what was it? Pan is wants to like explain. And Trunks is like, nah, I like just, I like that. We're going to, sorry for bothering you. And we'll we'll get out of your hair. Like that was a very good adult Trunks thing to do. Mm hmm. And then be like, oh, you know what? Actually, they're probably lying to us because these people are shits. So I don't think we're going to believe you. If I was in that old couple's position, I wouldn't have turned so easily to like, oh, no, these people might be fine. Like, I would right. still think they were criminals. Like, they didn't, just because they said, sorry, we'll get out of your way. It doesn't mean, <laughs> oh, maybe they're not violent. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it seemed it seemed to me like maybe they've seen this kind of thing go down before. Okay, mm-hmm. I can see that, yeah. I mean, I think they even explained that, and, too. Like, yeah, these the tyranny of this political yep. agenda, whatever, whatever. But, yeah. Yeah, that's when, when we learned that, you know, a lot of people here are from being crash-landed and getting taken advantage of and that everything is taken by Don Kia eventually. <laughs> that's when I'm like, what? what? Crash-landed? You're, yeah. this, you're all the same race. Shut up. Right. So when I watched this episode, I had totally erased from my memory banks anything about Reddick. Mm, wow. Um, couldn't have told you anything about it. I thought he was just another random GT bad guy. Well, and I was going to be like, wow, he's got weird head. ears. <laughs> yeah. Gross looking. And he's got a tail and he wears like a leotard for Does some reason. Does he have a tail? Uh, but then, yeah, which he fits into his leotard, <laughs> which has like, yeah, it's, it's a weird... Uh, um yeah anyways, anyways. uh hey he was kind of just uh hit yeah that was well i felt he was hit but with less personality yeah because he didn't have like a code of honor sort of thing he was just like well i'm gonna fight this dude and that's yeah. just how it's gonna be and it's not until the very end where he's randomly like oh okay well i got bested by this guy I'm, yeah. i want to become stronger than and take <laughs> you on next time it's like the flattest version of him. I think his do. morals were so stupid. He's he's been working for Don Kia, and then he's like, "I fight for me." I'm like, since when? These people, these people since would have four seconds ago revolted against the the tyranny if you weren't around. So it's because of you. You're not the good guy. That's just like, no, I, I was just hanging around. Like, no, you're the reason. You you've had a hand in this. It's, th- it's just the power of Goku. How everyone he fights becomes his friend. <laughs> yeah, it's like Goku could tell that Riddick wanted to just fight to better himself as well. When there was, they have no. They haven't communicated that at all before. It's like, just Goku can tell. Mm. Yeah, he's Waku waku out of his mind. He, he gets it. <laughs> he, uh, <laughs> we finally see Super Saiyan again. Right. Which, yes. Which a lot of us were like, which, like pre, pre-watching the show, we're like, oh, can he do that as a kid? And then when he does as a kid, it looks pretty cool. I totally forgot he goes Super Saiyan here. This you early. Know, I, th- I thought we weren't going to see it until like M2. Exactly. Me too. Yeah. Me too. 
So to see it so soon, it's like, okay, great. So now I'm like, all right, Trunks, <laughs> come on. <laughs> We're running out of episodes here, buddy. I thought the fight, while short, was pretty cool. I mean, Red X kind of has uh, just these cool weapons that he's pulling out, like the, the spikes yeah. like in his shoulders, his shoulders and then like yeah. the sort of like he has a cool uh, accessories that turns into swords. He has a cool like design and everything. He's got like the slick look, like the cell kind of look. It's tight. He's got spots. He's wearing a leotard. He's got spots, yeah. That's what does it. What more him. could you ask for? Yeah. <laughs> not the worst um, character design no i think it's okay i just wish that there was more done with him to make him feel like anything especially you know now that we've had super and and hit not that mm-hmm. i thought that hit was an amazing character either but like at least he had some more depth <laughs> don't we him. like never see this character ever again and they're just like i'll fight you next time goku and it's like yeah it's, it's yeah. a promise <laughs> never see this character ever this again. show is gonna go on yeah. for hundreds of episodes <laughs> yeah <laughs> We'll find a way to bring you back. Yeah. Um, before that fight, I wanted to bring up, like, back to the uh, the old people and stuff. Um, I like seeing Pan motivated to bring these people some kind of justice. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was a nice turn, especially because here's where my mind was after those first few episodes. is like, I don't like her because she's a brat and she seems very childish about some of these things. And I had wrote, nice to see after the BS she's done. <laughs> <laughs> so like well i think this, again i didn't watch 291 before this and now i'm gonna rethink but i think I this is this still character. part of her brattiness coming out in a positive way where she thinks she can handle it like she she's going like oh i'm gonna take down this dictatorship uh, like just because i'm i think i'm super strong like i'm so confident in myself to to do it on my own i don't care if Does trunks she, and yeah, go agree with me i'm just like i'm gonna go do it because i'm strong She's still trying to prove herself as an adult. Right. right. Does she actually, I can't remember, does she actually do anything in this yeah, fight she takes with these henchmen? The, yeah, the minions, yeah, she takes on okay. a few. And she's the one, so like you said earlier, you know, it's like usually they could just go wreck shop, right? Mm. And they hit a point in this episode where we're like, well, let's just go let's wreck just go shop. Wreck shop. Yeah. <laughs> and she's the one who charges first and then gets captured in that thing. Yeah. So, okay, yeah, yeah. And she's the one who delivers all the money and explains about the contracts and everything. Yeah. So yeah, she's a an active participant. Yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't remember, and I'm like, I hope that worked out that way, because that would have been bad writing to not have her accomplish things. Um, so, yeah, because, yeah, then everything gets returned. She shows up with, you know, them with, like, the vault full of, you know, their contracts and things. Yeah, which, like, man, what, what a dream. <laughs> I wish right. we had a pan that would do this for us. But, no, like, they're... Why did they... It was so dumb. Not dumb, but just the pacing was really s- stupid of them. Like, okay, let's let's go get caught. Okay, we give ourselves up, and then that cut to the next scene where they just blow past the door. I'm like, you could have just went there directly. Why'd you have to get caught? I don't. Whatever. Did they know where it was? Maybe, or maybe they wanted the to get expensive looking the building that is being or... tore down by the robots. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> the only building. Well, they don't know where in the building he is. This is a so. whole planet. I don't know what the extent of like how many towns they're going through for all this. Right. And, like it's a whole new place. So yeah, who knows? Also, bringing that vault with all of the um, contracts and things like this is just one that was... town. There's like a whole planet. How are you gonna inform? I'm all sure the they were all people? whatever it's congregated. Like, into they're that all one in that town. one neighborhood. Yeah. Everything else is just a desert that no one can live in. But I was like scared. I'm like, if they if they drop that thing, that's gonna kill a lot of people. Like you don't. <laughs> Pan's just like in the middle, just holding it with hands up. It's like the spirit bomb of the contracts. Yeah. Dragon Ball really known for its gore of the innocence. <laughs> I was scared. I don't know if like being an adult now makes me more like wary of like <laughs> that ch- old man, ch- children. That old man in the cell arc melts. Like I know that he is a that's true. He is a money grubbing the richest, jerk, man the richest, richest man in Ginger Town. Right? He melts and it is money gross. does not buy happiness. <laughs> 
it happens. I mean, also then Gohan kicks that one cell junior in the manga in the head and there's eyeballs and stuff go flying everywhere. So like, I mean, he's not innocent. Yeah. It's forget, it's forget what I was saying. Look, the richest man in ginger town. I think he was on the Epstein's book. So. <laughs> He's, he visited that island, you know, a few times. I don't have, evidence. Flight logs. I don't have evidence, but he gives off that energy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He does. He deserves what he got. What, how do you guys feel about Trunks thinking that machines are people? Doesn't that contradict exactly what Goku said a few episodes ago? Or I think Trunks said it like, oh, even the robots want tips? Like when they were in the hotel? Like yeah. someone says that. <laughs> I say that when I'm at a hotel. <laughs> These waiters want tips? <laughs> I, so no i think that's fine and i think it's a fun subversion on future trunks mm. who you know oh now he, this future trunks never warmed up to you know, you know, know to 17, think 18. About that. and so he's the guy who thinks androids are soulless and so right. I, I think it's an, a fun thing i didn't, fun I didn't pick up on that. that that's great yeah that's a good little thing good thing it's almost it seems like where we are in gt right now that these writers know what they're doing might know what they're doing <laughs> again we don't know how that'll pan out yeah they got a plan or so they think uh and then giru yeah you had brought up before doug uh he's a radar now yeah he's a radar man i think it's pretty um, cool i had asked uh friend of the friend of ours um jp um who we play mario kart with who is a, a spaceman scientist uh, a question because i'm like the genesis being they have the radar and they're like, where's the Dragon Ball? Oh, it's on a planet north of here. And I'm like, I don't think that's how space works. <laughs> Where you'd be like, this other planet is north of this planet. <laughs> like, north according to what? <laughs> but had to ask him, like, how does how would one say this? Like, this place is east of here, but in space. And I learned a whole bunch of stuff. A lot. He, about... he replied a big thing. We were like, this is just for a Dragon Ball thing. I don't know if you went. Yeah. You got two spacemen on me. You went hard, but I'm like, I get it. Space is confusing and requires a lot of math. You asked the question, bro, so you, you deserve the answer. I did, but it was interesting. I got to learn. And, yeah. And that also that north is wrong. That is not how you would describe <laughs> oh, okay. that. They didn't consult with, with someone like JP. No, they didn't call up NASA or JPL or anything and be like, yo, how do we? How does Goku or Trunks mention how where this planet is? It's fine. Well, it's for children. Th- there is like North Galaxy, South Galaxy, like the Kaioshin, right? Oh, so fuck, you're right. They could just be like that. I don't like that. Yeah. I don't like that at all. Dragon Ball's <laughs> breaking all the laws of physics. All of the laws. <laughs> uh, did you guys have anything else for this little short arc that we had going on uh, here? I was trying to think, like, so what if their contracts are burnt? What are they going to do for an economy now? Like... Are they going to distribute the money? At first, I thought they were bringing them a big vault of money. Right? So I'm like, oh, God, this is going to cause well, a riot. They're rebuilding. their. Sh- they get their ships back. So they, so they can the leave the planet. Okay. Yeah. I think when, when, when one of the – when I think with a couple was like, oh, it, they took our spaceship so that we can't leave. Um, I was like trying to make that similar to here. Like people in America who think America is shit still wouldn't leave to go to a different country if shit was bad here. They would just stay – here you know like so what makes me think that these aliens would do the same i'm just trying to bring it back to like a realistic look well, outlook because this place is not their home They're, it's their prison mm. they didn't True. they didn't touch on that as much as i want like i said it's just like they keep saying that but there's no proof of that it seems they're all the same race so it seems like they all just came down here one at once but they're saying like no we came here Doug, two people had, at a time they had th- they had three episodes <laughs> to tell the story. Speaking of different looking humanoids, it really threw me off in episode one 
or two or whatever when uh, the bank robbery scene is happening and then one of the police officers is like an animal or whatever. We have plenty of yeah. animal humanoid characters in Dragon Ball, but then as the series progresses to Z, that's less and less. So it's a very weird hey. thing to see. Hey, Doug, yeah. Kakarot has an explanation for that. No way. Oh, yeah, you're right. You did <laughs> play, tell me that play before. Kakarot. <laughs> God dang it. Let me boot it up. All right. <laughs> Kakarot chapter one. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we're going to finish a podcast before we let Doug get into Kakarot. Um, yeah, we are running long. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot. Which brings, but that's good. We've had a lot to talk yeah. about. Yeah. And I feel that it has been a good adventure so far. Um, a lot so, less alcohol consumed than I thought would need to be, which was none for <laughs> I me. Like I, 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 I yeah, yeah, no, I enjoyed the series. Yeah, it's a surprise. I'm, I'm excited to continue. Ken, how are you feeling? I'm having a real good time. Good. Nice. Yeah. Good. Let it be known. We're having a good time with GT. Come back in a few months. So far. And it's <laughs> yes, so great that it's been so long since I've seen it that I really don't know what's next. I just know, mm. like, just I know adventures. And then we get yep, to the broad stroke stuff. And then the M2 planet with, like, the when the lost episodes end. Or yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, so this was episodes one through five. And I want to, we're going to do this live. We're going to figure this out. So the next one we're going to do, uh, as a reference, I've been. Checking out a couple of things. One, the episode guide from Konzenshu.com. But also, Mm -hmm. uh, they used to review Dragon Ball GT episodes, and they also did it in episode chunks. They also did one through five for their first episode. Episode two, they did six to ten. So I took a look at that. and That makes sense. Yeah. So taking a look at the episodes, six, seven, and... (laughs) What? My own episode guide right here. Oh, good. (laughs) It looks like six, seven, and eight are their own thing, and then nine and ten are their own thing. So... Uh, Six is its own thing. Seven and eight. Okay. Or two part, and then... Yeah, I see that here, too. My episode list uh, matches. (laughs) (laughs) For the audio version, Doug is looking at his Yixing Long box. (laughs) And And he pulled his glasses down librarian style. It was beautiful. So, do we want to tackle five again? Do you guys want to shorten it up and do three? Since that'll be a one and then a two parter. Oh, I can handle five uh, if you guys want to do that. But what do you think? I could also do five. Yeah, I can do five. We just, we're going to have to find a way to be speedier <laughs> with these episodes. Oh, about the actual, <laughs> do yeah, we? the as length much, of these. As much as I love talking about GT, yeah. we're already at the length of the episode we were at last time in which we spent 45 <laughs> minutes talking about Zelda. Oh my God. We had, so We had a lot to cover. And here's two things. One, I also like talking about this stuff. And two, I've just not crunched the numbers, but I've noticed that recently longer episodes weirdly have more listens than the shorter ones so i'm like do people not want to listen to short conversations do they want the <laughs> long stuff it makes sense because i love loading up a long podcast and then just listening to that all week long yeah. my, mm. as i'm driving so yeah with this episode specifically like you said randy we have a lot to talk about because it's the first episode of the series and there's a lot to discuss about that yep. with, with the later episodes i'm yeah. like oh wait, did. goku gets an address and then we we fight bees like that's gonna be the whole conversation yeah. And I did technically squeeze an extra episode. You did, you son of a bitch. It's because of you. Can we go along? <laughs> <laughs> guys, I don't want to rush you guys, but... Uh... <laughs> I've done so much more, and now I want to shove that into this hour and a half episode. So, do we want to do it 6 to 10 next time? Yeah, okay. sounds good. Bigger question, because <laughs> we didn't also discuss this. Do we want to do this until we're done? Do we want to take breaks? Do we want to, like, how often do we want to do this? We could play it. A- I think we should... Play it by. I'm assuming Doug. Yeah, by, play it by, play ear. It by ear. Okay, I agree. 
I want to continue and do this another you, five. We don't know when, uh, like, some big announcements going to happen. True. I mean, we are still in, um, you know, the Summer Games Fest Ooh. is starting. Uh, and so we don't know when we're going to see more about Budokai Tenkaichi 4. Yeah. So Kakarot we, we DLC wanna... waiting. Well, Kakarot DLC is a Konzenshu podcast exclusive. Well, so. uh, boom. <laughs> we can't. We can just talk about it as a news thing. We don't have to have it be a whole yeah. what came review. Out? Nothing came out, yeah. apparently. We're NDA. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or if you're listening to We Got a Podcast and you haven't listened to Consensu, <laughs> Randy and I have been on that podcast with Michael uh, talking about the uh, Kakarot and we talked about the different DLCs for it as well. Absolutely. We, we have great conversations mm-hmm. over there. So, yeah, we'll play it by ear. Um, this next episode of the podcast, we will cover GT episodes 6 through 10. Um, also, you know, listeners, feel free to chime in. Tell us what you're thinking about this if you like this conversation because, like, I would love to keep doing it, but if everybody is like, I hate this, <laughs> like I'll I'll change the plan. Like that's also okay. I'm confident that you're liking it, but I just want to let you know my ear is open and I'm willing to listen. Um, is there anything else about these episodes you guys want to talk about real quick before we take a break and come back to finish this up? Literally, I would love to talk about uh, listener questions after yeah. the break. My only Great. note was the was the milkshake joke was a good joke, and that's literally all I wrote for all five episodes. <laughs> It really was the highlight I, of these I was five like, episodes. I could me. see it coming, and I was like, "This, I gotta write this down now." It was yeah. so funny. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. We'll take a break, and we'll be right back. Hey, we're back, and we get to talk about what you guys had to say about these first five episodes of Dragon Ball GT. We got... Which is which is funny. First, before we jump yeah, into this, yeah. uh, we didn't get any responses. <laughs> for a day. Until, like, for a whole day, and then, like, three hours ago, you guys have d- turned up. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got a lot of tweets to go through. That's incredible. People are very interested in talking about <laughs> Dragon Ball GT, so let's get right into let's it. Let's do it. So uh, I got to take these two from a friend of the show, Julie. She says, I really like Reddick as a concept, especially since he was more of a hired gun and such. I feel like the series really let him down as a foe so as to give Goku an endless or sorry, a bloodless victory. I do enjoy Pan and I'm happy that the beginnings of her character arc were being guided by a woman. Uh, Matsui Aya, I think the story could have gone a bit further in highlighting Pan's own sense of justice to contrast her immaturity, but I still think she's a fun character to have. Yeah, I had brought that up of like she was kind of this, you know, bratty child, and then like, nope, never mind. Sense of justice wants to do right by these old people. She is Gohan's son. It's true. Yeah, I wish they hit on that little daughter. (laughs) Son. Illegitimately. Illegitimately. Yeah. Um, AJ at Anime AJ. Uh, says first arc is fun fight me so he's being a bit antagonistic here to people who don't like the first arc is in the first two episodes yes (laughs) he did get a bunch of replies to his tweet um but (laughs) yeah check that tweet out if you want to go yeah there's a lot there you guys showed up uh mike at vegeto ex himself says me and gt and then a screen cap of my in the robot that says we have a pattern of being interrupted <laughs> oh yeah that line <laughs> which is great in case you uh haven't heard uh mike vegeto ex from consensu.com does uh hit their review of dragon ball gt and um they did it off and on for a few years and now we're at year 
five without an episode on it. So I get it. Life happens. You get interrupted. That's hilarious. Oh, it's joke. only been five years. I feel like it's been like ten years. But 2018 was the last episode they had about it. Wow. Okay. So I'm hoping this is actually. Guys, can I be serious? The reason why I wanted to do this is just to hopefully motivate some people You're to go to back to do theirs. Mike into finishing theirs. This could be their recap. So they don't have to go back and rewatch <laughs> those episodes and be like, what happened five years ago? Like, oh, I was listening to the podcast of these other cool dudes. Let's just yeah. keep going. If they- All right. Now our surprise guest, Jeff. Jeff. Jeff, what did you think about these episodes? <laughs> Insert soundbite here of Jeff from five yeah. years ago. <laughs> yeah. It's perfect. Um, got some more here. I'm not going to linger on uh, that any longer. Uh, from Jacob Sawyer, who says, I like that they end up using their powers to help the oppressed. I saw maybe some shadows of the heaters and the ability to manifest random weapons. Having a capitalist nightmare planet with a Ferengi-looking enforcer is interesting. Felt a bit slow. <laughs> I love a good Star Trek reference. See, Jacob was also on the same page. <laughs> uh, with a, uh image from this episode that's just, this is taking more time than we can afford. <laughs> <laughs> I really, I really want to just talk about Ferengi and explain what that means to you and guys. Please, so I go have no for idea. it. I know what they are, but go for I it. I do not. So they are a race in Star Trek, um, the most popular of which is Quark. Uh, and their whole race is all about profit profit above all else and they have something called the rules of acquisition in which they uh, follow as a guideline by someone called the grand nagus who uh, kind of instructs everyone how to get as much profit as possible such rules of acquisition are war is bad for profit followed by the next rule war is good for profit. (laughs) star trek is great yeah (laughs) seems we we didn't talk about the henchmen in this like the people under reddick but like the girl and the, and the small dude, and the, the 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 chili and the and the thing of it all. The, whatever, I forget the old guy's name and Broly Super, but Lima. Um, and Lima, yeah, Lemo, but they have whatever. like the, the symbol on their outfit is like a. What I'm assuming is the currency of their planet, which is like imagine yeah. us having like a dollar Kia bill bucks. signed as a <laughs> so weird. Yeah. Real quick, I need to correct myself before uh, a, a fellow trekker gets angry oh, yeah. at me. I think that the rules of acquisition actually are peace is good for profit and war is good. Oh, for so profit. it's both so. good for gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, him looking like a Ferengi on a planet of like you know extortion slash you know making money. Yeah, Reddick is the one who looks like a right. Ferengi. But I'm saying having a character that's <laughs> yeah. designed like a Ferengi on a planet. He's on the Ferengi planet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. I think they knew that this is a Star Trek thing. Chronologically, Deep Space Nine was already on TV by the time that that exactly. started. So. Anywho, going back to the comment, though, like, it, it surprisingly, it I don't feel like it took too long. Like, I'm surprised we got through a whole arc within five episodes, wouldn't you say? It was kind of quick. I will say it was during some parts of these episodes, I did find myself getting distracted, looking up something and be like, huh, what's happening? Maybe oh, okay. it's only been like It could have been seconds, done but. within one episode less, maybe. I was fully expecting them to find the Black Star Dragon Ball on mm-hmm. Omega. Uh, and, like, I think Super would have done that kind of cheap t- yeah. trick. I love that we yeah. didn't I even find a Dragon Ball Trunks there. Because Trunks was like, that would, that'd be too, that they were like, look at the Dradar. And Trunks would be like, that'd be too convenient. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah. it was, yeah, it, it would have been too convenient. They didn't find it. Uh, Connor, King of Bunnies, says... Connor? Think- <laughs> <laughs> Shouts the, out. That sounded like Goofy. Uh, <laughs> Connor? <laughs> I of think course. the first... I think the, these first five episodes drag a little bit. I personally didn't find myself enjoying parts of them. I really feel early on GT has problems with how it presents itself. Um, it's not I, sure what it wants to be yet. I think. Right. I think it's 
stuck between two things. We want to be like OG Dragon Ball and have a, a high flying adventure, and also we want to be action packed like Z yeah, was just a few mix of, weeks mix ago. Of so both worlds, but no, you can't have your cake and eat it too. It doesn't mesh well. Right. At least you guys can't mesh it well cake? right now. Banana cake? <laughs> that was a fun line. <laughs> Let's do it by a case a case of big what is it, case by case basis. And yeah. Goku's like case cake, case banana case. cake. <laughs> no, case by case. I like cake banana cake. Uh, and then f- <laughs> And then this one uh, from Crello D Stardust says, as someone who's watched GT far too many times, I'd say it's fun, but flawed. Episodes one to two are super friggin' great, mostly because I love these characters and want to see them any chance I can get. It's a nice introduction. Three to five is, eh, Don Kia is rather middling, as is Reddict. Some fun jokes, but the premises goes on a bit long for me personally. But overall, it's harmless. The stealth ops feel a bit pointless when Goku doesn't seem to have any meaningful nerf outside of uh, instantaneous movement being pulled out of his wow. kit. Wow, word for word, what we <laughs> I feel like I feel I agree to that 100%. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm uh, I'm kind of on board for uh, a lot of these, but like I still liked it. I was having fun, you know. I, if I'm in that zone for 90s Dragon Ball, like this just slots in, you know, yeah. just feels I mean, that, that, like that's more. what they're saying, fun with flawed. So yeah, I totally agree. Mm-hmm. I thought it was like an apology message at first the way they put it into like a note <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah he's apologizing for apologizing for golf okay <laughs> all right so we've got from papa hrf who says there are some fun fights i will say that the gt finale is the best finale out of it. so i anyways i had told him we're not to those episodes yet <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh tanuki joe says it took me a really long time to realize i just don't like the space stuff it's so boring to me the first two episodes were fun they then they go off into space, and it becomes an absolute chore to yep. watch. I can watch any arc after they're back, but that first arc, oof. So we see a lot of uh, a lot of people not sure if they like the Black Star Dragon Balls or if they want to just skip straight to baby. So again, <laughs> did Funimation make the right call? We'll get to that mm-hmm. in a future episode, and then we'll tell you. And then we'll tell you yeah, the right definitive call. answer. Definitive answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The canon answer. Ooh, the law. for a non-canon series. <laughs> KF. Kilifo says, you've come to the right place. Dandan and Hidori, Hidori Jinai are peak. The Correct. character designs are great. Uh, Nakatsuru, mm-hmm. for the most part, there's a lot of Toriyama stuff early on, but basically Nakatsuru. Mm-hmm. Uh, I enjoy the fact that the DB hunt doesn't devolve to go to planet, get Dragon Ball, leave. There's no Dragon Ball in Omega, but still there's a plot there. Cake Banana Cake is a fantastic <laughs> joke. GT has fantastic background designs, better than any other DB series. I guess for criticisms, the Omega plot could have been resolved in an episode earlier, but mm-hmm. unlike other people, I like that they look for solutions before the fighting happens. Yeah. Uh, and someone also says here, uh, in reply to him, I just want to touch on this real close, uh, he says that the mega portion of the first arc is his favorite. Personally, uh, people don't praise uh, people don't praise the background artwork of GT enough. The environment's really beautiful. Planet Monmasu, which I think they're about to get to, uh, all these different planets you can go to in the GT GBA game. Oh, ah, really? Cool. Okay. Which yeah. while, while we're talking, I just popped in my head. I just shot out a, a, a shot of when they're sneaking into Don Kia's uh, place to get their ship. They like do like Mission Impossible type like floating down the sky one at a time. Do you remember that scene? Like pants yeah. going out with their arms stretched <laughs> out. Slowly, and, like, yeah, they're switching sh- around. That, yeah. that was just yeah. a cool shot. Great movies, by the way. 
Uh, Pensive Rage says the premise of episode one is fine. The Black Star Dragon Balls make sense enough and are honestly fairly cleverly written with all else being considered. Didn't like the implication that Goku never visited home in those five years. Neither did Pan, <laughs> uh, despite assuring he would at the end of yeah, Z. Yeah. The next four eps are solid and very cute. GT Goku's awkwardness and unbothered behavior is adorable and Pan trying to cope with him is hilarious. I watched the full series a few years back and I didn't expect to enjoy the start the way I did based off my dub memory. I- I really post some funny pictures. wish they really pushed the whole pan resentment thing in episode one of GT as opposed to having us kind of saying something, even when yeah. she's by herself to be like, oh, I have to just be like this. After. You, you're not you're not going to space. You left us for so many years and you think we're going to trust you or whatever. Like when and everyone else is that's on why, Goku's again, side. Pan is the only one. That's why that makes you feel more alone. Why does everyone see this Goku guy as such a hero? Blah, 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 blah. And yeah. Rewatch 291. Damn it. Ken. <laughs> <laughs> Tim says at Terminator Tim with a bunch of numbers in there. I started GT with my fiance about two months after we had finished Super, which we started one month after finishing Z. Oh. We were both kind of burnt out and new GT got a bad rap, so we decided to pause, and that was last summer. Hopefully, life will calm down and we can start again. From what I do remember, I felt it was much more similar to Dragon Ball. It was, and I enjoyed it, but not too much stuck with me from the first two few episodes. I wasn't a fan of Pan, couldn't figure out her motivation slash behavior, but that might have been the point uh, again this comes back to watch 291 before you start <laughs> any gt rewatch watch 291 uh, sabine says or sabin sabin sabine since you're just going over one through five i'll say i like goku's new outfit which also has like uh they just recolored his end of z outfit yeah yeah, yeah. threw in some yellow for, in there I, which for, i like for reasons and people like to say like oh the the yellow pants will balance out um, Super Saiyan 4 later and everything but they did they know they were going to do Super Saiyan 4? I, I would really love to know the production right. of the series yeah. as a whole. How much like, was they know they were going to do what yeah. next? Yeah. Also nice uh, of the dragon to how fix the series clothes too because wasn't he just having the battle up to death against Oob and then turn into a child? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, continuing for him, uh, for this person, how the series picks back up with Oob, overall character designs, and the music. So they do like a lot. Okay. And then Slumbor, thank you, Takahashi. I see thank you, Takahashi, a lot. Um, Yu-Gi-Oh! really changed a lot of lives. <laughs> They're not talking about Takahashi from Dragon Ball, I'll tell you this, from Super. <laughs> but also, I mean, thank you, that Takahashi. Yeah. Anyways, uh, I enjoy the beginning episodes. It's neat. Yes. And I agree. That wraps, yeah, that it sums it up for me. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm liking it. Uh, I can't wait for more. So I know that we're going. Oh, go ahead. Thank you to everyone Please. for responding. Yeah, so much. In, so in thank you on this. Yeah, I was worried. I was like, we're not going to have any responses, and that's okay. But like, bums me out if we didn't get any. But then you all showed up, and I love you for and it. And Jacob Sawyer, the first person who replied. Hell yeah! Shouts out. Thank you, Jacob. You As started always. this avalanche, Jacob. Thank you. I promise I will continue to not uh, look for super manga anywhere. <laughs> Damn it. All right, Jacob, we need to take all that praise yep. back so we can get back <laughs> yep. to We, we got a new job to do. But no, yeah, seeing, Sorry, seeing GT, like, in, as, as an adult now, as not, it being the only medium of Dragon Ball we have was a great uh, nostalgic feeling. I, I loved mm-hmm. re- revisiting these episodes. Right. It feels like just more Z, and I'm like, you know what? It I does. Like it does. It really does. So we got one more thing I want to get through before we can call this episode out, this gigantic mammoth of an episode and that is we have some trivia to do uh i always forget about this part (laughs) courtesy a friend of the show zenpai who wrote some some trivia for us so i will give you the questions and then you guys are going to work out your brains because he 
did not pull any punches. So. Oh no. Let me check my box again. <laughs> yeah, get your box ready. Okay, here we Yi, go. Yi Jinglong. Is that right? <laughs> I think that... Close. Close so enough. So these do kind of escalate, I feel, in terms of difficulty. So we're going to start, and it's going to be okay, and then you guys are going to have to really flex your flex your okay. mind muscles. Question one, this is do a ding or raise your hand, whatever it's going to take. What is the name of the planet the GT Trio crash lands on? Ding. Let's go with it. And I'll give you two okay. answers. Emega in the subs, Emeka in the in dubs. the streets. <laughs> yeah, you are right. You get an you get uh, one GT point for that, uh, or one gamut. Is it gamut? One, one was grand that what tour. Money was. Gamut. Okay. Yeah, gamut. yeah. Is that gamut. another trivia yeah. question? I'm sure it's gonna pop up. Question two: What is the exact date the first episode of GT premiered in Japan? <sighs> well, uh, it was. I'm covering up my own notes. It's February 7th, 1996. <laughs> uh, you did not ding. Doug, would you like to steal? Yeah. You raised both hands. <laughs> he was covering. Both hands. Yeah, you did say raise your hand. He raised both hands. <laughs> I'm not taking that. I, yeah. All I had was February. I knew it was February, and I was unsure on 1996. I'm just, he had the actual date. I'm just messing with Ken. You got it. You're two for two. <laughs> yeah. This trivia is really super serious business. <laughs> all right. Question three. What is the name pun of Planet Omega? Okay. Oh. Greed. Yes. After is it? Ga- yeah. Gametsui. Gametsui right? Yep. You got it. Gametsui is also Japanese for greed. Yep. Yes. Correct. I specifically, knowing Zenpai was going to do this trivia, <laughs> I specifically made you sure I knew that all the name puns. <laughs> you hear that? Because uh, I know Zenpai listens. You know. Does Don Kia after like the Akia Sentra the car? Yeah, it was. While we're at it, should we get into Don Kia's? Yeah, I did I look know. it up earlier. But and Reddick's name pun. Uh, Reddick, yeah. I remember. If you want to ask me that one, I'll answer that one. Yeah. Can you d- yes, ding? Ding. For you? Credit. Ding. Go ahead. Ding. Yeah. Yes. Uh, oh, credit. And Don Kia. Yeah. <laughs> Doug. All right, Doug. Bring us. Bring us home. Don Kia. What's the name pun? Don, is it? Is it just Kia or is it Don Kia? The whole thing. Yeah. Don Kia. If if, if Reddit is credit, it's debit. <laughs> I know that it's like. Good guess. E. Is it like? It's Apple Pay. That's what it's a pun for. <laughs> it's Ikad. You got the first letter right. or Idonka. Akindo. That's what it is. Or for merchant. Right. Oh. Right. Never uh, would have got that. Here we go. Question four, though. As well, I never get any of these <laughs> oh, either. Okay. Now my, my well is yeah. dry. I was say, now, well, so. if, if yours is dry, <laughs> mine has been barren You're for a while. Go ahead. You're fucked. All right. Question four. <laughs> what are the names of the two kidnappers that tried to abduct Goku in episode two? Ken, God damn it. L- Lupin the third. Oh, wait, those guys? No, I don't know their names. Actually. I was going to say. I re- I re- yeah. Yeah. Jigen and um, yeah, I, Mr. I Satan that. lookalike and hoodlum number two. I don't know. Trick question. They're never given names. The credits only list them as kidnapper boss and kidnapper subordinate. So I was right. <laughs> on, the, on the second guy. Yeah, ding, give, ding, give, that give me that, give give me that, that one that point. Yeah, Doug gets a point. Final question. Feels good. Two points there for each go. of the Ooh, kids. There you go. <laughs> uh, final question. What are the names of Don Kia's two subordinates? All right, Ken. That one you know. Gail and Sila. Oh, sorry? Sila, right? Or is that the uh, dub name? It's close enough. It's Sheila. S-H-I-L-A. Sheila. Sheila. And what was the other one? Yeah. Yes. Gil. You got it. For Gil. I also figured that might be a trivia <laughs> question, so I made sure to pay attention. <laughs> you were ready for that. I should, what, are the, what, are, what are their pun names then? Uh, I, don't know I actually don't know that. 
The Gil is for for Final Fantasy money. It could be. And then yeah, yeah Gil. Sheila. Sheila is because it's expensive to go to Australia. <laughs> Thank you for we'll listening. Try to show up. <laughs> <laughs> we love interacting with you and keeping you in the conversation, talking about our favorite franchise in the world. You can tweet at us at we got a pod, and you can email us at we got a pod at gmail.com. Thank you to Rifty Beats for letting us use his track Kakarot theme hip hop trap remix. You can find that track and other great music by Rifty on his SoundCloud. We also want to give a shout out to our sponsors. Ken, where can the good people find you? As always, you can find me at Detective X on uh, Twitter.org.com. <laughs> Randy, about you? Uh, you can find me at Saber underscore Breaker there on Twitter. And I'm not going to talk about a podcast that I was on because apparently it's too old. But if you like, Damn. if you like old things, Revolutionary Podcast Lieutenant, me and my friend Jared. So he just went back and mentioned it anyway. Yep. You can find me at Drabaz Doug on all the things. TikTok, I'm starting to do that a little more. So if you want to support me, just just watch. Um, and yeah, thanks for always listening. Thanks as always for listening. Wherever you are, give that subscribe button a little tickle and future episodes will magically appear in your feed. <laughs> and hey, did you like the episode? Are we right about GT? Does Doug's pile of Yixing Long entice you? Writing a review not only lets you share your thoughts with us, but activates the little cell juniors in the algorithm, <laughs> which is very important. Catch you, Matin, later. Bye.